I'm glad you know how this works. You know, if you and I were in a car together and we just happened to just suddenly Where die. Where is this going? The horizon is dead. <laughs> <laughs> the horizon is dead. Oh, no. <laughs> Nothing's so, happening. If two of our members die, mm-hmm. we're not going to do the podcast anymore. No one will because... be able to figure out how to do this anymore. Man, like, I don't know how to break this to you. I think if any of us die, we might stop doing it, at least for a long time. If Caleb goes, I'm good. I'm just going to keep on rolling. (laughs) Wow. Welcome back to the Forecast, a bi-weekly podcast about everything games, film, and news. I am Aaron Juno. I'm Alex McCausland. I'm Ben Diaz. <gasps> I'm Caleb Juno. I'm C-Swizzle Mac Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Jake Better Kyle. On today's episode number 185, the SAG after strike ends after nearly four months with some notable concessions from the studios, but some concern remaining about the gray area of AI. Formula One, a sport we've probably never covered on this podcast, <laughs> has to deal with the repercussions of overestimating Vegas attendance and underestimating the savant-like nature of one of their drivers. And Game of the Year award nominees have been revealed. Plus, Rockstar has an interesting announcement. iPhone might actually be joining the rest of the smartphone world. And Larian Studios has a novel idea. Games playable on disc. Very exciting stuff. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us on our social channels. You can check out our website at wethehorizon.com. We have a ton of original content for you to browse through, including our multi-arc Starfinder adventure, the Discord and Signal. Additionally, everything we talk about is pushed out to our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. I said that twice. Uh, anyways, let's get into it. Uh, right off the top, I just did want to have a, like a quick shout out here about Extra Life. Hello. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. Can we try that again? <laughs> a quick shout out about Extra Life. Extra Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, we uh, had a lot of people stop by, see the stream. We had a lot of donations. We are currently at $6,261 raised this year. So man, s- snaps all around. That's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling snaps. This is good stuff. Um, wow, Caleb, thank you. <laughs> Our uh, overall team rank is 200. Wow. Yeah. That's actually pretty freaking good. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, we are Tight. pretty regularly up there. We're um, above and- Knoxville. Get out of here, Knoxville. Knoxville, Tennessee sucks. Got <laughs> <him>. <laughs> yeah, the city, Knoxville. Get got <laughs> I just got the an eight- email today from uh, KC Extra Life about how they raised $64,000. Wow. We really we're one tenth of that. Yeah, I I read through the email half expecting them to specifically call our team out, but they did not. <laughs> are we okay, kind of rude? Well, are we all? We're not all aimed at. I guess yeah. we're yeah. I guess not everybody is supporting them. Most but of them most are of though. Us are. I think at least the ones who live here, and then I think Jake, you're also doing uh, Kansas City's. Uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospital mm-hmm. here, right? I tried to set it. It should be Johns Hopkins here in Maryland. Okay, okay. Either way, if you joined us, thanks. If you donated, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's one of our favorite things we do every year. Um, I actually recently noticed that I'm not captain of the team right now. Well, I mean... <laughs> you snooze, you lose. I don't know. That's right, I was the one that made it. I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> you gave me you gave me captain privileges. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did I give it to you through you having my account and then you making yourself captain? Quite possibly. (laughs) 
I vaguely unfair. remember no, you giving him captain after he made his own team after you'd already made it. Yeah, I did screw that up. It's mm-hmm. okay. We'll survive. Mm-hmm. My apologies, well, Chad. Well, this next year when Owen says, hey, Chad, can you make the team? I'll just text you and be like, hey, yo, make the team. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I will. I'll do it this time, I promise. Anyway, uh, so thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, the donation window, I think, is open through the end of the year and maybe even a little bit January. into January. So yep. if you want to donate, please feel free. We are still shy of our ambitious $10,000 goal that I plugged in there <laughs> when I became team captain. Uh, there's still a chance. I believe I, st- I still have a couple pending people I have to chase down. Okay, chase them down with a stick. It's Our important. team goal isn't set by everybody's individual goals added together. It is. It is not. It's kind of weird. Uh, that's it's weird. Not. You would think mm. it's cumulative, but yeah. it is not. Anyway, that is extra life. Um, all right, let's move on to some news-related things. Straight out the gates, uh, we should probably talk about... Alex, I'm going to change the order of these because... Go I, ahead. One of the things in the title here was talking about how Formula One, which we've never covered in this podcast, has some things to talk yeah. about. I want to talk about how Max Verstappen can't be Verstappen because that is <laughs> the best freaking headline in this news section. That was right off the dome. I just wow. that. That's very good. I tried Googling it to see if anybody else had said it. <laughs> You've coined the phrase. I think you have. I think it's you now. Yeah. Um, Never stop Verstappen. This uh, is brought to my attention. I, I don't know. I was watching something random and they happened to be talking about F1 and how ticket sales and resale values of the Vegas race are way down, even though it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like the premier event for like the end of the F1 circuit because. Max Verstappen is already the champion of the of the the league. I don't know what you call it actually. Is it a league? I don't know. It's just called Formula One. That's what. Yeah. That's sure. What F1 he is. He is Formula One champion already because champion the way the circuit. I don't know. The way oh, it yeah. works in F one is every placement you get for the races throughout the year gives you a certain number of points. And he has so many points at this point that he literally can just not participate and still get first place for the year. <laughs> is he participating? I, I think he is. Yeah, he is. Because he was, yeah. there, there was some commentary him, him about yeah. like being upset about how poorly the, the like uh, starting stuff was for before the race. Because there's still stuff going on right now for Formula One in Las Vegas, like pre-race shows and celebrations. And apparently they had some intro stuff and he was just like, yeah, this is stupid. Hmm. Let's, just, let's just not do it. I just thought it was interesting. Like resale values have gone from absurd. They're, they're still super expensive. I don't know how expensive F1 tickets are, but it's gone from like fifteen hundred dollars for a ticket to like seven hundred dollars for a ticket, which still stupid. I don't know. Can you even see most of the race? Probably not. <laughs> you sit in the stands and watch them whip by, and it's like, so you, oh, okay. you get to hear Nyom every, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. He um, had just recently, his record or his streak had stopped back in early September. He had 10 Grand Prix wins in a row. Just back to back to back to back, just dominating. Mm -hmm. This is his third year winning overall in a row. Um, And a lot of people like to like hand wave it off as like he wins because he has the best engineers and the best pit crew which does definitely contribute. He does have the best engineers and the best pit crew. I saw a video of his pit crew. 
they have a record i think they they change his tires in 2.01 seconds mm-hmm. i watched the video of them doing it i didn't notice them change the tires the first time i watched it i had to go back and rewatch it it's so fast um but yeah he he's actually just like they call him like a generational talent he's actually incredibly good at racing it turns out on top mm-hmm. of having the best people work with him so like for instance um in the belgian grand prix he went from 14th place uh to first in 12 laps and won the race by 18 seconds which is kind of like unheard How of in, that means. in that scene yeah, yeah like that's, just that's, being able to overtake that many people that quickly is insane yay sports ball <laughs> yeah i don't know it's know. it's very unique no other no other uh sports in general feel like they have that situation where you have won so many times throughout the season that like that'd be like the nfl everybody plays and somebody just goes undefeated up until the super bowl and they're like well we don't even have to play we win yeah that's really what i wanted to talk about was like that's cool it's so weird to have it set up that way how is there not like a different system in place that requires at least like a little bit of excitement for like the final race you got to imagine it's just an expectation that nobody's going to do that good throughout the season you know yeah i don't Uh, know like what like what if we applied points to nfl teams throughout the season and like it was just decided before the super bowl (laughs) i don't like that yeah, I mean, I don't, it but I don't makes know. more sense than one game deciding it. I mean, they, there's a lead up, obviously, but yeah. Well, there's a lot of other sports that do series, right? Yeah, right. So yep. football is a little strange. Probably should be like baseball a series. series of seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get four quarters. <laughs> <laughs> it's four. Yeah, but it doesn't games. matter if you won three quarters if you lose the last one. It's true. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you've defended your uh, cash out all the way up until the last second. That's then right. Again, I don't. Racing's weird because, like, how would you organize it differently? You can't really do like a bracket. You can't like race one v ones a bunch of times. We want pink slips. Let's go. Then there's the whole issue of like they seed the races for like your starting position, and like, what if you're like really good but you're like in the back or something? Yeah, that's like. And you better be in the front. How do you get to? You can't Uh get to first place pretty much from the back. Just just I don't know how you do that. I think they've also done reverse seating before, which just seems like punishing people for doing well. Uh-huh. Well, don't do well. <laughs> yeah. Easy answer. Just strange sport. season, and then what a strange sport. Also, it's the only sport I know of that's like it encourages cheating. Essentially, like throw as much money as you can at your car hmm. to make it like superior to other cars. There's no, it's not like standardized across the board. It's like taking like, like enhance, enhancing drugs or something for like <laughs> other sports, except for, you know, it's your vehicle instead. Yeah. And then on top of that, taking enhancing drugs while you're in the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. Very strange. Also in news world, we should probably talk about a couple tech items. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Steam Deck recently announced an OLED screen. Yeah, this is like they're just like replacing the Steam Deck with the SKU. They're selling through the re- the old stock, and this is like the Steam Deck now. I think it's like the same price as the old one, and the the old ones are discounted a bit until they run out of them. Mm. Um, but it looks pretty sweet. It's an OLED display. It looks very pretty. It's, it's slightly, 
I mean, is it worth no. buying an entire new Steam Deck for the new screen? No. I don't know. Like, if you could resell your Steam Deck mm. and get, like, a good amount for it, would the difference be worth it? Maybe. Is the only difference between the old version and this OLED version the screen? There are no, like, ergonomic differences, no upgrades no. to, like... Okay. The screen is slightly larger, which means the bezel is a little bit smaller. Uh, and also, it does 90 hertz instead of 60. Hey, I don't have a Steam Deck yet. Maybe I'll get that. Hey, I have uh, one for sale, Ben. <laughs> What'd you say? Um, <laughs> one for sale. <laughs> because the OLED is thinner, like the panel's thinner, they can fit more battery in it so that it nice. lasts longer. Oh, so that's, that's quite a bit different, actually. Yeah, I oh, guess yeah. I guess when you think <laughs> about it, it's a couple, couple improvements. In terms of performance, it's the same. Sure, okay. So... Same, Which, I, I believe they have the same APU in there. It already performs really well. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that, uh, at least the quality of games I'm playing on the Steam Deck, it's not like I'm going to, I really need to get an OLED screen. I, visuals okay, are not I, of the utmost importance, I think, for I the played, games I'm playing on the Steam Deck. I played the first God of War like halfway through it on the Steam Deck and felt it was pretty okay. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, obviously got home, got on the computer, and was like, wow, this is good. <laughs> but, I mean, to be able to do that on a handheld device when, like, years ago we couldn't, like, that's yeah. that's impressive already. Yeah. Like, so. yeah. Well, you can I mean, get the PlayStation uh, version and play it there, too. Yeah, you can get the PlayStation Portal. <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard that, uh, that's pretty fantastic. People really are liking it. it, and I don't understand. <laughs> it's because Sony fanboys will be Sony fanboys. Kind of how like yeah. Blizzard fanboys will be Blizzard fanboys, and they'll always saw... play like I don't know Overwatch, for instance. I saw a video of somebody him. using the Wait, the who still portal. Plays Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Some people play Overwatch. Nobody's Yikes. saying, right? I mean, we don't know anybody who does. Do we? Gosh, not a first okay. They're, hey, they released the rework for <laughs> Hog. Don't let me talk about it. Uh, wow, we've got so off topic. Don't make me talk about it. The Jesus. PlayStation Portal. I saw a video of somebody using it, and they were like holding it up next to their TV and like putting inputs in. They're like, they're like, there's like no input lag. I'm like, yeah, dude. Bro, like you're, you're, you're right there. You're right there. Use the you... TV, damn it. <laughs> what are you doing? Jeez. Uh, he likes so funny. console like right there. Yeah. Has anybody the portal... tried the uh, ROG Ally? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Very good things about it though. Yeah. yeah. It's like a more powerful Steam Deck if you mm-hmm. need something stronger. Yeah. The portal people are like, oh, it's so nice. But then also when you look at like the, all the specs, it doesn't support Bluetooth, so you have to use their proprietary headphones if you want wireless headphones. Uh, it doesn't have a browser, so if you're somewhere that you have to log into the internet, like a hotel or like a cafe or something, you just can't. So you said that's a Sony one? Yeah. Ugh. It's weird. Yeah. That's weird. And then yeah, it can only play games from your PlayStation 5. So like it's very limited in scope with what you can do with it. So you also need to already have a PS5. Yeah. Yeah. And be like next to your PS5. How much are they selling it for? It's two hundred dollars. I do like how they're like, oh, it's comparable in price to the cost of the Steam Deck, but they they fail to tell you that you also have to own the PS5, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, the value all of a sudden is no longer yeah. comparable. Yeah. Way more expensive. Only $700. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not like $400 or something. I feel like they could have charged more and people would have still bought it, but $200 is still pretty expensive for what it does. And I yeah. only get to play Sony exclusives? 
Just PlayStation. It has yeah. to run. It's a remote play from your PlayStation Five. Yeah. It doesn't run things on the device. I haven't owned a console since the 360, so <laughs> I mean, good. Anyway, Steve Deck OLED looks pretty sick. It does look pretty <laughs> sick. Also, wonder, in tech world. Oh, you're gonna you're still going I, with this? Well, no, I was just gonna say. I wonder how long until they get like an actual new one. Now that this came out, this is kind of like a half step, or like a quarter step. I think they had said it would be a while, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Like 2025, maybe 2026. Yeah, that's pretty fast for another console. It's not like a console, it's not though. Really, a console? Yeah, it's it's basically a PC. I guess that's true. It is still, yeah. I don't know. It's weird because it's not like you're you're modif- you're like buying individual components mm-hmm. to build one out. You can't do one yeah. yourself. It's mm-hmm. pre-constructed by somebody. It really feels more console esque than it does PC, even though I know it runs back end PC. Yeah. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you normally do. You just but it's not like... tell me that it's a pre-built and it's bad. <laughs> like no, I, I love think it. I think the reason consoles try to stretch their life cycles is because they have a mass of users and they can get money out of them for games. Like this does not do that. Like this is mm-hmm. they're making money on the hardware. So I think it'd be more analogous analogous to like a phone maker. Mm-hmm. And they make those all the time. Speaking of phone makers, got em. <laughs> hey, Apple there we recently go. announced, or I guess it, I don't know if they've recently announced, but it has been speculated that they are going to be bringing RCS to the iPhone. Rocket League starting Competitive in, Series? Rocket League Competitive Series, yes. <laughs> uh, starting in 2024. RCS is um, what allows Android phones to do the dynamic uh, messaging. You know, like we have the blue bubble. All you stupid Android users have the green bubble. <laughs> and we've, had, we've been at odds with each other for years and years and years. I haven't been at odds with anyone. Oh, uh, don't no. you even. Yes, You're you the have. only Android user in our family. It's awful. I'm, I'm no be honest. Problems. I, uh, you're, the iPhone users are so far beneath me that I don't even think about it most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> Not worth your time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is from Apple. This is a quote-unquote Apple spokesperson. And they said, later next year, we will be adding support for RCS Universal Profile, the standard as currently published by a GSM Association. That is the quote. I don't know if I believe Apple will ever do anything to the rest of the world's standards. I'll believe well, when I see it. I think this is more push from EU, EU. regulation stuff. Uh, probably. Uh, which I is mean, they, why they, they got USB-C. With the whole, uh, yeah, USB-C, because they, I mean, over there, it's it's a lot about making sure that technology is interchangeable, making sure that all the same charger cords have that port, making sure that all the, they run on the same basic, like, um, uh, set of standards. Here, we're kind of like, I don't know, do whatever you want. Build, build a phone, make it lightning cable? Yeah. Yeah, people love those. Yeah, you price gouge am, us, please. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% certain that they're going to keep the colors of the bubbles. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. There's no way for they're sure. going green bubbles, dude. Yeah, so RCS messages will still show up green, but they will support things like read receipts, the typing indicator, uh, reactions, like that kind of stuff, uh, high high-res photos and video. Like Are all we the see interchangeable colors where it's like if if it's Aaron, you, me, Caleb, then we'll have like you, Aaron, and I as blue, and then Caleb oh. as green. They might do that. They might so do that. Make sure that you still know what which of your friends are yeah. uh, peasants. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, oh, no. kind of, us. kind of in the same vein of of news. There is a phone company called. Uh, they make they make the Nothing Phone, and I think the company oh, yeah, is called Nothing. They're coming yeah, out with the Nothing the phone, phone Two. Um, they are putting what? iMessage on their phones. It's an Android phone. Whoa. They're going to put iMessage on it. It's an exclusive uh, uh, app, exclusive to that one phone that they're going to make. Did you, uh, did you hear about how they're managing it? Yeah. So essentially, they're <laughs> going to have data centers filled with Mac minis that are running your account and translating <laughs> iMessage it's through so the Mac dumb. minis. Oh, my God. <laughs> I laughed so, so hard dumb. when I read that. That's stupid. <laughs> how fast is this going to flop? I don't know how it's supportable that for each purchase of your phone, you can have a, a Mac instance running you, that user's credentials. Yeah, also, no weird security impl impl uh, implications. Yeah. Yeah, just all because my messages are in your cloud storage somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're logging in on a device that's not yours with your Apple ID. Yeah, how many government officials are going to have that phone? Probably That's none, a good right? question. Where's that server? Where are those servers hosted? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Is that US? Because probably not. Almost <laughs> certainly not. Very strange. China. Yeah. Uh, all the data's safe there. Big but, yeah. I mean, but they don't tell you this is China and it's actually literally somebody retyping your message. <laughs> they just read your message and then retype it in manually. It's smart. <laughs> secure. Very secure. But yeah, they claim that they're going to be able to support like pretty much all iMessage features on this bespoke app that they've made for their phone. That's, That's so, so silly. Dumb. It seems very dumb. It'll be the only Android phone to support iMessage. They're technically correct. Wow weird that's yeah no thank you who's who's gonna buy an android phone and be like ah i need iMessage though honestly <laughs> you buy this iMessage is not the thing i hear most most people i hear with android phones complain about is not having facetime because yeah. all their because all their fi iphone family members who are like let's just facetime and they're like oh well i don't have facetime if you know only I have... there was an alternative app there yeah, are plenty. many yeah i know that's that's what's so stupid yeah. <laughs> but they're still just like no we got facetime that's the only thing I know how to use. Yeah. It's like until what, you I run into this several times. Third party app. Google Duo. Yeah. We can Google do Google Duo. Duo is yeah. easy. Yeah, it's very simple. <sighs> Last but not least in the news realm, uh, the escapist today, or at least uh, I guess over the past twenty four hours, been imploding. Yes. Yeah, uh, well, that my words. Uh so that was um it, it 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 happened about a week ago actually uh mm -hmm. was specifically they uh so the escapist fired nick calandra who's their editor-in-chief um and basically he's since come out and basically said yeah i refuse to sign the nda i'm just talking and he's talked about how it's basically bs that they just wanted him out of there because he, he they were paying him too much money and he didn't think they wanted him there anymore but apparently nick calandra is so beloved at escapist that their entire video department quit over it. All Holy of them. Crap. Including, very importantly, Yahtzee Crosshall quit The Escapist. So there is no more zero punctuation currently. Yeah. Which is kind of, as far as I'm aware, the main thing people still went to The Escapist for. It sounds like they still have the rights to zero so, punctuation, which yes. is crazy. Escapist mm -hmm, yep. still owns zero punctuation, although Yahtzee and basically most of the video crew has come out and they've announced that they are starting their own like joint venture 
That's like a uh, hold on. I have it here. The name. It's called the name Second of the company. Wind. Yeah, it's a really good name. Um, a good and name. there's it's a. a I think there's like a Patreon out or something too that for them right now. But there's um, a Patreon. They just started putting out videos again. Yahtzee's new series, Fully Ramblematic, uh, just <laughs> ran mm-hmm. its first episode yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and they put out a new episode uh, in a series that was going on called Design Delve, yep. uh, which is also very good. That guy got to keep the rights to his, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they got zero P. Yeah. But it's just insane that they. That that's such a bad call. Holy Ramblematic looks just... like it's like red zero yeah. punctuation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, base, it's basically the same. Yeah. Also, I think Fully Ramblematic, the name comes from like an old thing that Yahtzee did before mm-hmm. Escapist. So I he's think like it, revived it was that. Maybe like his original mm. uh, thing. And, and it's like the name of his website as well as like Fully Ramblematic.com. <laughs> mm. I don't know. <laughs> No, dude, it's it's insane. Like literally, the the guy they tried the fire. There were a few other people, but the main one was Nick Calendera, and mm-hmm. he's basically the guy. I don't know if anyone knows about this on this podcast, but the escapist basically died several years ago. It was really big, mm-hmm. maybe like ten years ago or whatever when we were in high school. Longer than that, I guess. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but then about five years ago, they brought this guy on, and he just revitalized it, and they started putting out a ton of new content, and they started a Patreon. And Buzz started forming around the company again, or the site again. And so now, I guess they just decided they didn't want to be successful anymore. <laughs> uh, they would rather he, uh, just not do anything. Oh uh, yeah, 2019, he got promoted to editor-in-chief. He was actually still working there before, because he's been there for like 14 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know, it's crazy. Uh, Wild. So they're just they're like not that making 20? videos that anymore. One? They still yeah. have, like, people writing articles, but... Mm-hmm. They have not put out a video, even on their Patreon, since. Yeah. I think, because when they quit, they were like, yeah, we have videos already good to go, but, like, the people who upload them don't work there anymore, so <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it. Yikes. Good yeah. luck to the escapist, I guess. Yeah. Like, how how are they going to be a thing anymore? At all, like I, I don't know. I honestly, with, I feel like I've heard stories of it, like for several years now, about the escapist, like management team being crap. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel like every once in a while you hear a story coming out of there about people talking about how awful they were. So I'm not that surprised. It's I mean, a pretty I guess regular. Maybe I'd have to understand I, like what what more the team is, but like I feel like your video team for that type of company is the team. Like that's it's it. everyone. I I yeah. can't imagine they're going to continue <laughs> existing for much longer if at this point. I think um, they, they actually they did a podcast, uh, Yahtzee and uh, Nick, not long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounded like basically, and I'm not surprised to hear this, management was like, yeah, Zero Punctuation is the only profitable series we run. We need another <laughs> one like that. Mm-hmm. And so they basically just viewed everyone who wasn't Yahtzee as disposable. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you're not just going to get another Zero Punctuation out of nowhere. you got to build it up. And they mm-hmm. were like actively building it. And I guess the suits were just too short side and we're like nope you didn't crank out a hit in five years you're out of there i'm wow. not interested in slow and steady we're interested in right now man it's this also... is a, co- a common theme for us we talk about a company that we've recently read some news about and it's like yeah the c-suite people making some decisions that nobody thinks makes mm-hmm. sense and then people leave and then there's just this giant fallout well it's uh yeah i mean i feel like I've kind of felt like writing might have been on the wall for a bit because, I mean, 
I will admit I watched the zero punctuation videos on YouTube. I don't watch it on the escapist site. And like for the last, I don't know, maybe six months, like every video started up with basically Yahtzee doing a little bit where he's like, hey, you should like donate and please come to our site and sign up and stuff like that instead of just going into the video, including mm-hmm. the last like month of which uh, I think they said it was because YouTube changed some policy or something like that. But he'd like they bleeped out all the swears in, in his uh, uh-huh. videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. And they were like, if you want to hear me swearing, you got to go to the actual site and sign up like it just felt like more and more of a like just an attempt to drive more people to actually like go to their site and pay money. I was like, they're, they sound a little desperate. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mistaken. The YouTube policy is basically if you if they detect swearing in your videos, they'll demonetize it. Oh, just at uh, all and I think now? it's the first. I think it's the, the first, first like. Yeah, I think it is the first minute. But I mean, if you think about his, I guess his content. videos are only like two minutes long. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, let's probably, move on to. They probably wanted the ad revenue. Go ahead, move on. Uh, let's move on to uh, tabletop with Pathfinder 2E remastered. Also, Caleb calls it PF2R. I guess that's what they call it. PF2R. It's that the community has been using that little acronym I, to separate like from PF2R. PF2 <sighs> I don't like that. I'll take <laughs> it. Okay, fine. Hey, it's, hey, it's a good Aaron, way to distinguish it's, between it's not, the two. It's not a second edition game anymore, so you can play it. It's <laughs> second remaster. Second it's remaster. True. Second true. Remaster. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, the remaster for Pathfinder 2nd Edition came out yesterday. If you go to your local gaming store, you can get these beautiful sketches. Wow. Oh, dude, are we sponsored right now? (laughs) No. Has a physical version. Not a sponsor yet. Did you go to a place to pick that up or did you order it? Wow. Where'd you go to? You have to you can only buy these in local gaming stores. You can't buy them online. This this cover. They have full full paint colors that you can buy online. I think you can tell we're all nerds that we're just like amazed that Caleb would leave his house <laughs> to get something. What? <laughs> you went yeah, outside? I mean, went to I a game Amazon store? Buy. Touched grass? <laughs> like by yourself? Didn't invite anybody? <laughs> Do you want to go to a store with You should have invited me, Caleb. <laughs> would you like you to go to a game that? store with me? I would have flown over. I believe you. Uh, but yeah, the remaster came out. It's got uh, tons of updates for the game. Uh, they they also released a fac alongside of it, so not all of the classes are in this player core. Only about half of them, maybe less than half of them. And less. I think it is any any of them that have like big impact because they they like removed alignment. So the champion, which is not in this book, has some major implications for those changes. So they have like a fac that tells you how to sort of convert them so that you can use them effectively in the remastered version. I can't believe they did remastered already. It seems so fast. It's well, because they did of OGL. It. Yeah, they did it to get off with all the OGL stuff. From, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that then makes sense. Like, well, sure they... we're reprinting everything. We might as well do a little rebalancing. Yeah. Yeah. So the witch is playable now. That's what I'm most excited Woo! about. Yeah. That is nice. <laughs> yeah. They haven't, honest. they haven't touched Alchemist yet. It's not How's, the remastered. How's Monk? He'll be in Player Court next... 2. Yeah, he's in Player Court 2. Monk's about the same that it was. Oh, they didn't change too much in Monk. Okay. Is Monk in Player Four One? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I hear Two E's sure. pretty cool. What I've heard. And from yeah. two friends. It's yeah, kind yeah. of the best. When no, is Starfinder Two E coming? <laughs> Not for Starfinder Two E. Probably like at hey, least man, two They years. announced it. Yeah. They did announce yeah. it. They've had Pathfinder Two E and a remaster of it come out. 
I'm sure yeah, that the Starfinder Star team is much, much smaller than the Pathfinder team. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised. Okay, moving on to a uh, film notes. Uh, we talked about this right out the gate, but uh, the SAG after strike is officially over after, I believe, 118 <laughs> days, almost four months. It is the, I, I think this is the longest strike in SAG after's history. I'll believe that. Um, incredibly long strike. We're just always going through unprecedented times lately. Unprecedented <laughs> times. Yeah, everything's unprecedented. Uh, anything of note from this, Alex, you wanted to talk about specifically? Um, they got, you know, concessions on AI and stuff, which is a lot, what a lot of it was pushing for. Um, some compensation increases. The big thing out of this, I think, was streaming bonuses, which has never been a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If, a, if a show does really well on a streaming platform then they can get some revenue back from that now. Um, I think it's like if more than 20% of a platform watches the show within the first 90 days or something, like something equivalent to that. That's a big ask. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, then, then they get some like royalties from that. So the big shows on the like like Stranger Things and stuff like that will be giving the actors a lot more than they have been. Um, things that come out of nowhere and do really well, like Squid Game, mm-hmm. will end up paying the people that made them more. So uh, hi- highlights from the the article I was reading um, of note. Uh, one of which is performers have to be paid for the days they would have to work in person if they're digital replica, which is the term that they're using for any sort of like AI generated content, uh, would have to be paid, uh, if their digital replica is being used and if background actors must be paid, if their replicas are used as principal characters in a show. I like that. Yeah. Um, there's also like notes in there about residual payments. If there are reruns or rebroadcasts of those shows with their digital actors, digital versions of them also have to pay out for that. Mm. Um, uh, consent, big, big deal in this, uh, in the negotiations consent to use people's likeness, their representation for digital performances, I think is huge. Um, because they talk a lot about the phrase I think they use is synthetic performers. Mm. Um, just taking someone's likeness and recreating it through AI. Uh, of note, I did read though, there's one specific, uh, line that I think people have some amount of, um, concern with that is in the sort of the negotiation contract. It says, um, uh, where's that line at? Hold on, hold on. I lost it. I lost it. Exception. Uh, If a digital double is made of you during a film, they must, a studio must get your consent and inform you of the intentions for its use, except, and this is in this, in the negotiations quote, when the photography or soundtrack remains substantially as scripted, performed and or recorded, which apparently is up to the studio to decide how accurate that statement is. So if they decide to use the digital double in something where the photography or soundtrack remains substantially as scripted, performed and recorded as the first instance i.e. they reuse your like your likeness in a future like a content not re not rewriting anything or not adjusting anything the studio can make the determination as to whether or not it hasn't veered too far away from its original concept and so therefore they can just use your likeness that's got to be like Mm -hmm. they filmed the scene already but they wanted to like alter some aspect of the scene 
Yeah. But didn't want to get you back in to reshoot it. So they just like digitally change it with a with a digital version of you. But it's like uh -huh. the same scene that you would would have already filmed. Yes. Yes. While I think that, that is incredibly like beneficial for a studio and probably save money, it does leave a hole. And that is yeah. the problem because you know the law That'll be, be tested in court in at some point. Oh for sure. We'll see oh. how far they can push it. Uh they also got um Streaming platforms will have to disclose viewership stats, which is something they've Ooh. never had to do before. So high-budget streaming productions, streaming producers will be required to disclose the total number of hours the content was streamed both in the U.S. and Canada and abroad for each quarter. It's intended to help actors determine if they're being fairly compensated. Hmm. So, That's cool. That, that'll be interesting stats to see since we've yeah. never seen that stuff before. I'm I'm also excited because we get to talk about film again. Get to talk about film again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though we have nothing on this, nobody put anything in it. <laughs> well, I, I, we're still on that. Like, can we talk about film stage. Well, I mean, well, I would shy a little bit. It has not it, technically it has not been accepted by the union. It was voted on. Eighty eighty six percent of the board said yes, but they have not ratified it. So technically, <laughs> the strike is like over, kind of. I would have totally put it over. Pantheon in here if other people had finished the show at this yeah, point, yeah. but Pantheon so we'll talk about that. I'm sure. I'm sure when, we will. when other people finish it. Jake, get on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's right at the top of my list. Yeah, it should yeah. be. It's so good. All right, moving on to some video game related items. First and foremost, we should talk about Larian Studios' choice to I don't know try something novel like. Putting a game on a disc that you can play off of. That's cool. I didn't even know that still happened, but I guess GameStop still exists. So, uh, you know, that's, that's cool. Baldur's Gate 3, Deluxe Edition. Tell yeah, us yeah. about it, Chad. So, it's so funny because, like, I kind of want to get this. <laughs> I already <laughs> own the game. I'm like, man, I'm sad I own the game because, like, they came out with this Deluxe Edition uh, where, yeah, like you said, you could. there's, there's going to be a three di uh a disc an actual disc that you can have which like i don't really need the disc but um there's also other physical goodies such as a poster uh some patches that you could put on like some clothes or whatever excuse you it specifically calls out their physical feelies not goodies <laughs> <laughs> uh other side it says physical goodies but yeah oh, okay. it, it does say physical feelies on the twitter doesn't it mm -hmm. yeah okay um but there's stickers uh, there's a map, so you have a hundred by hundred and eighty. Uh, I think mm is millimeter, so you know map mm -hmm. that is millimeter. Uh, it's two side printed. Um, you also get the original game soundtrack on three discs. Although I don't know who listens three to actual discs CDs anymore. Yeah. <laughs> do you have um, a disc drive in your house? I do, I do not. <laughs> I do not. Like, huh. I don't think I don't so. I think we, I do either. We do. Kate well, has one, nope. I guess. I have you can one probably yeah. put it... old desktop behind me. <laughs> you can probably you put go. it in the PlayStation. <laughs> Jake, you can see it in my camera. Oh, I do have so a PS4. You have a PS4. It might play in there. Yeah. Uh, your also, in your PS4. Right. It, has, it says, <laughs> this is funny to me, because it says Game Box, and it says, keep Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, as if I already have 1 and 2 uh, <laughs> in this collection. Uh, like, 
it just all looks really cool and like i don't need it but like i kind of want it you know what i mean and also it's like, like this is definitely gonna be game of the year so like something to like collect and then years from now just to be like yeah i got this like i got this physical stuff the map seems cool yeah it does yeah, the map seems maps. like like that could be stuff that you just you know you frame put on a wall you know just i cool think stuff. the surprising part about this whole thing is that it's 80 dollars yeah. yeah, that seems yeah, for all very that. low for something like this. And, but like, you have games to are seventy dollars nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's a pre-order and it's shipping Q one, and I'm I'm wondering if it's gonna be like limited release, and there's not gonna be like enough for everybody who wants it, and if you actually should like pre-order it now or like like how they're handling this kind of thing. Uh oh, better get it while you can get it, Chad. That's, see, that's another thing. It's like you know, FOMO. <laughs> True. It's a re- it's a real problem for some members in our group. That is for sure. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else is going on in Baldur's Gate 3, though? Yeah, so uh, there's nothing that's going on in Baldur's Gate 3, which is hilarious. Um, they are doing all sorts of speed runs. Uh, and a while back, we were hearing that there was just the sex percent speed run. Love it. Uh, and it took, like, I think eight minutes or something like that for them to actually, like, get lazeled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we now have the bear percent sex speed run Ooh. so it's it's a record of under an hour Whoa, uh, so f- 50 minutes and 30 seconds to get you know have sex with a bear which is just so funny that, <laughs> but this that is people like... are speed running this I assume that the reason it's so long is because that can't occur until a later act yeah. Okay. All right. I was wondering why the time was so high that, compared right? to I don't know. Bro, the deluxe edition of Modern Warfare 3 was $100. <laughs> Still looking which, up deluxe which editions. Which Modern Warfare 3? Yeah. <laughs> the new Modern Warfare 3. Mm, of course. $100. It doesn't have anything physical. That's just like some in game skins, early access to stuff. Battle Pass. Yeah. 20 more dollars than the Baldur's Gate yeah. physical deluxe edition. But, like, I feel like I've already spent, like, what, 60 of those dollars, right? Or was Baldur's Gate only 40? It was 50. It was 50? 50? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I was wrong on both accounts. I went too <laughs> high and then too low. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've already spent $50. And it's like, you know what? But, like, what's $80 more for Larian Studios <laughs> after, you know, knocking out of the park like this? I mean, the game should not probably have been fifty dollars out the gate in general. That right. is a low price for the amount I've of played, content developed here. I've yeah. played, I played. I still want to play more, and I've played two hundred twenty nine hours already. Like <laughs> so much. Jeez, dude. It's a solid game, man. When they're good, when when it hits, it hits. Yeah, it just works. I'm kind of like I know it's probably gonna be a, a bit out, but I'm for my next playthrough. I'm kind of waiting for a definitive edition to come out. Mm. That's and then of course you're probably gonna have to pay for that. So, correct myself. It was sixty. Oh my gosh, he's still on definitive Actually, editions. In original no, Sim Gate 3, 60. Didn't they release the definitive edition for free for people who own the game already? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's just an update whenever they do it. Wild. If they did the same thing. Did they ever release mod support for Divinity? Like how they had mod, mod support. They had like the sure. GM, the game master mode thing. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if they ever did mods. Because hmm. that's like what a lot of people talk about is like 
once they add mod support, like the game's gonna like be even better because of how much you could do with it. They are making tools for it, right? And really planning to release this. They, I, think I, I, I think I read that. That'd be so cool now, because like already the mods are pretty ridiculous. Yeah, Sven, Sven said, Sven, yes, Sven, whatever yeah, his man. name. <laughs> Official mod tools are on the way. Yeah, it's S W E N, but I think it's pronounced Sven. Yeah, yeah. Sweden. Anyway, he said mod tools are on the way. back. Nice. Okay. Also, in video game world, we should probably talk about Rockstar's announcement for an announcement. Yeah, they. I think Dunkey forced him into a corner is what happened. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, sure. I, need ex- I need an explanation here. What? <laughs> I was going to say, wow, Dunkey. Okay. Dunkey released a video that's like the 10 year wait for GTA six. And it's just like all of it's, it's a really good video that puts together all of the people saying that they're going to announce GTA six at this date over the course of the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, 2015. They're because of this thing that we found in game. It says this. They're gonna announce it, and stuff like that. Um, and then like that weekend, Rockstar put out a thing. It was like, we're going to release the trailer for GTA 6 in December. Mm-hmm. We know you've been waiting a long time, but we will tell you more information about it soon. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna wait till 2028 to get it though. So they announced your announcement is so lame. <laughs> they announced the Slowly. announcement. It's <laughs> weird. I mean, it's Rockstar. They can do whatever they want. That's true. I, I guess. mean, they've made yeah. so much money. It's a, it's irrelevant how successful this is. I'm sure. Yeah. I it's wrote. Too bad. I wrote GTA Six off. I thought we were just gonna have GTA Five like we have Skyrim and just you know. Yeah. Just forever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. They put out Starfield. <laughs> yeah. Did they though? <laughs> And now they're working on the next Elder Scrolls, probably. Uh, at least that probably. we should talk about. <laughs> the one that they announced like four years ago? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they did announce the next Elder Scrolls game. A shot of some, um, yeah. some environment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a still image, I think, right? Yeah, it, it was a text. still? Yeah. Well, it's, it's it, was, like it was a camera it. swooshing over some yeah barren environment. You could have oh, a see? camera swoosh into a still there camera. There still images, images. okay? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, they did make Starfield. Uh, I don't think it's probably going to make our Game of the Year list, but it did make at least one category in the Game of the Year Awards nominees. Exactly one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. One that's guaranteed to lose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know how it wins that. Which that one? was five years ago that they announced Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. Five uh, years. I feel like Alex is having a separate podcast. He is. Yeah, this is nice. He's really behind most of the time. He's having uh, a good time in it, though. Anything specifically we should we should talk about from the Game of the Year um, nominees? So wait, I got what nothing. did Starfield get uh, nominated for? Best RPG. Oh, yeah. no, they're screwed. Against Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3. Yeah. Why? Okay. And yeah. Tears of the Kingdom's in that, too, right? So there's is it? <laughs> Actually, you know so. what? I should pull up the freaking nominees. I looked earlier. Yeah. Alex, you want to walk us through them if you have them up? Uh, best RPG is Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, Starfield. Nice Lies of P. P. Is that an RPG, it's, technically? <laughs> it's a Souls-like. It is a, yeah. I mean, it's, um, RPG means anything RPGs. nowadays. It really yeah. kind of does. Yeah, Zelda's yeah. not really an RPG. You're, you're role-playing yeah, the victim. Fair. I mean, there it is. 
I have a problem with these categories that have games that are also in the game of the year category. Yeah. You think that game of the year should be exclusive and you can't qualify. For I the don't other know. Categories if you win I don't know how they should do it, but like, so game of the year category is Alan Wake two, Baldur's Gate three, Marvel Spider-Man two, Resident Evil four, Super Mario brothers, wonder and legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom. So, in their eyes, these are the six best games of the year, and they're going to pick one of them to be the crown overall. So these are cumulatively above all the other games. And then you go to like the <laughs> RPG category, and you have Baldur's Gate 3 in there, and then these four other games that are not in the game of the year category. I so mean, like, who's going to win it? Have you who's going to win it? Uh, as opposed to the game of the year category, if you go to best game direction category, it's yeah. literally just the game of the year list minus Resident Evil 4. It's yeah. the yeah. exact same list. Yeah, same list. Gen okay, yeah. what what is the difference between best game and best game direction? I don't Great know. Because to me, those words are, that's like synonymous. The game no, with no, the no. best direction is almost it, certainly it, the best game. They do have a good, they do a good job of clarifying that. Best game direction, awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. And game of the year is recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. That's... Were you being sarcastic? Because those sound the same. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could argue like Super Mario Wonder has the best direction because it was so like unique from other Mario games. Like they have so many weird niche features in the game, but it's not like the best game of the year. I guess. I, I guess I can see that. Like they have a done a lot of yeah. work to innovate, but it doesn't mean it's it became the best experience of that year. I can't, but it, it's not best innovation; it's best direction. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't. It, to me, it seems weird to say like the best direction did not also result in the best game. I don't know. It's just, just something that always kind of bugs me about these categories. Is like, it's tough. It's weird. Anything I have issues is with like Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty is listed under like best narrative. Like that's an yeah. expansion pack for a game. I don't know if that it also, really should count. Didn't so Cyberpunk... the horizon rules, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was one that was like best ongoing game. Yeah. Best ongoing, yeah. Cyberpunk and Cyberpunk's in there. Right? Cyberpunk's Why? in there. Excuse me? What do you That's mean? Not, not they put ongoing, out a man. DLC. It's <laughs> that, not ongoing. Did, that was a weird that one. They put it in ongoing because of how many updates they've done throughout the year to get it from where it was to where it is now. Maybe That's gotta be it. Yeah. I, Maybe I they cannot have, like, think of another reason. A written yeah. set of rules that, like, if a game meets these rules, it has to be placed in there because they're very strict and like it has to be super objective. And because of the amount of updates that Cyberpunk has gotten, they're like, well, like, oh, technically. I mean, I bet right. they just take nominations and don't even have like rules. And if like enough I, people nominate a thing. The idea that there are rules, I think, is giving them a lot of credit. <laughs> I bet Cyberpunk's in here because they did the same thing to uh, like No Man's Sky because No Man's Sky released in a horrible state. And then they spent a long time fixing it. Mm -hmm. And then I think they gave it the best ongoing game award at some point. Yeah, I mean, No Man's Sky live service. I mean, Cyberpunk. I guess live service. I guess it's I mean, not it's, though. It's a dead live service though, right? I think they said <laughs> they're done now, right? Yeah, yeah. They released patches to fix things. They didn't really release new content until they released 
the last the thing that I heard from Cyberpunk is that like, oh, we've learned a lot, and Cyberpunk Two is going to be lit. That's. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Cyberpunk Two, yeah. huh? Great. Yeah. Yikes! I think the fighting Cyberpunk game category two. is really funny. It's like 2075 backwards. <laughs> What's good about the fighting category? Just because there's not enough fighting games, so just like throw whatever like things I've never God heard of are in here. God of Rock. I mean, like... it's not fair because Pocket Bravery is obviously gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> that game but, we all know and love. Is that a bubble fighter? <laughs> it looks like it might be. Also, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl Two made it in here, which is objectively hilarious. Street Fighter Six is obviously gonna win this category. I mean, yeah. I guess it's kind of a fight between Street Fighter Six and Mortal Kombat One, but and that Nickelodeon game like sixty dollars, and yeah. it's, it should just be a free game with the microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, it's it is weird to me that it's not just a free game. Looks like a a brawlhalla or something like that. And it's just like I, just let me have variants of SpongeBob or something. I don't know. I'll pay for that. Like the biggest travesty of all of these. Is that best score in music does not have Lies of P in it? Mm. Is it that good? It, I mean, the music is so good in that game. Fucking song. It's not even just the it's one the song. One. It is yeah. just the one song though. <laughs> they could remove every like, other the song, one song and I would still could say win the category. Is um but, oh what is that game? Uh, I, that game that you have I to. High Rush. High yeah. Rush is in there. Yeah, it's in there. Okay. Yeah. And I hope it wins. How did you know that just one. from me saying, oh, what is that game? <laughs> it, it, is it? it is in that best score music. music. Uh, did you guys notice that under best adaptation, we have Twisted Metal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, hey man, didn't I didn't it get like, it good reviews? Good. It, it has a 68% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't. 68%. That's oh, a lot better man. than I expected it to have. Man, one short, though, of the funny number. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right, uh, everybody else watched... go vote possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody watched Twisted Metal? No. No, it no. looks so bad. It does yeah. look bad. It does look really bad. The, the Last and of Us will like so win this easily. Fun. I would hope so. Although I haven't seen Gran Turismo, but I heard it's very good. The Last of Us was like a phenomenon when it came out. Like mm -hmm. people that don't play games watch that show. Yeah. yeah. It's excellent. Uh, where was the category that was Caleb's category? Best independent Indeed, game. Yeah. Got Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Yeah, I saw this category. I was like, somebody just looked at what Caleb played this year and put it up there. <laughs> Basically. I hope Dredge wins this. I am surprised yeah. that independent game and indie debut indie game is separate categories. I guess debut would be... <laughs> debut is, is their first game. First game your first studio. game, yeah. yeah. So there are a few of the same in there. but Yeah. Which is first game. Huh. Yeah. Cool stuff. Knocks it out of the park. For which game? Dredge. 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 Yeah, Dredge yeah. game. Dredge Incredible. Is so good. Incredible. I'm so excited. I think, oh man, did the DLC come out like today? Yeah, I think it is today. today. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, cancel the podcast. <laughs> we have some Dredge. All right, last but not least in video games, we should talk about the Epic Store real quick. Chad? I got you. So, you guys remember the Epic Store? You guys know the Epic Store. Yeah, yeah. It's been five years since it's launched. It still remains unprofitable. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a wild. Uh, they actually, I think somewhere in here, it says um, they've laid, like Epic laid off around 830 employees 
Uh, they're about to bump up the Fortnite V-Bucks a little bit, the, the cost there. I mean, if you're giving away free games all the time, <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to be unprofitable. Also, the way that they have it set up, uh, where it's like the, the market share uh, of each game um, is like uh, the, the developers get like 80% and Epic gets the other. Like, yeah, you're not going to make money. Like, I know you're trying to compete 12. with Steam, but... 88 88 88-12. 88-12 yeah, okay. is the split. Dang. It's crazy. Does anybody know what the split is for Steam? It's thirty percent, so it's seventy thirty. It's got to be so much money going out to giving free games away to try to get people to use their platform. Yeah, well, yeah. On top of the fact, I don't know if they're still doing this, but I know for quite a while they were going out of their way to offer a bunch of money to companies to. Oh yeah, they're, they're still doing put that. Their games on Epic. Yeah, Epic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is it uh, Epi- Epic's Alan first Wake two? Yeah, Alan Wake two is right published by them though, so that one. Epic's yeah. first run program Stop allows developers of any size to claim 100% of revenue if they agree to make their game exclusive on Epic Game Store for six months. Six that's months? Not even that's that a, long. Dude, that's, that's great. you got to take that deal. Yeah. yeah. It's a good yeah. deal. That's six months, Six baby. months? Like, I could just wait six months out and I'll buy the game on Steam. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> True. Wow. It's weird. So you guys have reminded me to go get my free Epic games this week. <laughs> you need to get that little uh, tool that Alex uses. Or just yeah, they... be on our Discord server. Plug our Discord server. They, um, they've combated against the bots redeeming games enough that now I have to click a button whenever it happens. No! But... Oh, <laughs> disgusting. But oh. I have... Um, That's so I have... shame. I have a Discord server that's basically it just gives me notifications from my server because that was the easiest way to do that at the time. And so now I also have it like popping up notifications for Epic things. And it has my like the bot has my account info and everything. So it sends me a link, which I click it and it literally opens like the shopping cart page with the order button. And I click the order Mm -hmm. button. That's two clicks, not one. Yeah, I click the link and I click the order button. And that's that's just that's just too many clicks for me. It's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, honestly, I don't I, even want the free game anymore. Right. I wouldn't <laughs> redeem a single other game forever. Just wouldn't do it. Not it's worth not it. worth it. But yeah. I don't have to like remember to go get them. It just sends it to me, which is nice. Well, it's especially funny given the fact that I think I've been getting free games off Epic for like multiple years now. Can't t- I, maybe one I played. Yeah. Maybe played yeah. one of them free games. Mm-hmm. That's that's the we're thing, the problem. It's uh, Man. what 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 did I used to call? <laughs> so I used to like just add everybody that I like ever come in contact with on Facebook, and I would call them Facebook Emons, and just like mm. you know, I just catch them all. Uh, so <laughs> this is uh, Epic Games Emons. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just you know, you just gotta, you just gotta keep. Adding I mean, them. they're free games. I would. I mean, what if I want to play one of those someday? Yeah, yeah someday. Not this impossible. Is the, this is the trap of the humble monthly bundle for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I cannot even tell you the last time I, I redeemed a game from the humble monthly bundle. bundle. My God. Humble What's wrong monthly with you? you don't bundle. even redeem them? I, yeah, right. They just sit in my account. <laughs> I went through humble at one point and redeemed enough to where I actually got to the Steam redeem limit in that's, a day. That's the problem now. Because <laughs> that I... I Think about it sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, there's like, you can only redeem 50 things at a time before Steam limits you. Wow, the fact that you know that, that is 
and it's like incredible and that just prevents you from even trying that yeah from being like why don't i do 50 today eh. and then 50 tomorrow and eh. because i'll be caught up because we found that site that just has all of the humble games that ever were in a bundle so anytime there's a question of like wait do i already own this so you just go type it look. into that site That's real quick exactly what i do that is exactly it's like what I do. oh it's in like the february 2021 bundle let me go them. i understand go grab yeah. It. yeah so it takes just you and you can click on it, it takes you right to it you just moon. click a button yeah right oh, thank no. you Jake. i don't understand it's been, in your Jake, that, that it's been years buttons. now though okay. of this not is redeeming not my them fault. This is a <laughs> problem. man Ooh, i canceled it at one point and i had to call them and i was like i regret my decision can you please put me back on the og because <laughs> this is only like 10 days after i canceled and he's like oh yeah we got you don't worry wow they yeah. let you yep they reinstated me that's oh, did funny. They like, uh, did they change the pricing structure or something? Yeah. No, I just at some well, point they did, and everybody from before that got grandfathered in. Nice. Yeah, so you, still, you basically still get yeah all of the games. They basically changed it so you only got a portion of the games. Yeah. Oh yes, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when I started paying, but I I get all the games now. I don't. I they guess maybe they ran a deal or something at some point. Yeah, okay. Oh, did it. they? Okay. Okay. I have See, not looked at the their pricing in a long They're like, time. We've made I've been like, in for so long. <laughs> yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't. I'm never leaving. Yeah. Well, we we have that video series that we do every month. <laughs> so you can't, you can't you know, stop. The uh, last one of those is still on the front page of our website. It's from March 2019. Nice. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta start that back up. Man, it was Somebody too has hard to, to edit keep it up is with, the problem. honestly. It was. I, I could barely keep up with it. It was like, okay, I'm gonna play each game for ten minutes, yeah. and I'm gonna talk about it with any kind of confidence. Ten games in a month—that's tough. What that's if, very uh, tough. what if instead of doing all the games and talking about them collectively, each person plays one game? That is mm. actually doable. That's actually a reasonable yeah, idea. I would do that. But yet again, we run back to the problem of Caleb does not want to edit the humble mail <laughs> bundle, rumble whatever again. So somebody else is gonna have to do it. I still have all the assets. So much if you ever want to kick it back up? I'm ready to go. Okay, let us move on to... Look, we're back there. We're still still back there. YBPL. What have you been playing lately? We're going to start with group this time. Uh, That's not this time. All times. We're starting with group. We're going to start with group this time, like every time. Like every time. (laughs) Um, Four of us have been playing Lethal Company over the past few days. And I don't know who wants to start on this game. This is... First of all, can we just talk about the download size? Like eight hundred megs, forever. Eight hundred megs, yeah. A lifetime, honestly. A little over eight hundred megs. Honestly, you will never in your lifetime fill up. Never mind. Right, moving on. <laughs> uh, Leave the company is uh, a game that I found on TikTok. Um, saw a couple clips on it. Thought it was hilarious, so I wanted to try it. Uh, re- we realized that it was four player, so we, you know, I roped Caleb and Alex and Aaron all into playing it. Um, you're a space exploration astronaut person that gets hired by who knows who or what uh the company yeah the company uh the lethal company probably um and you start out on a ship and it basically it tells you to look at the guide and then start looking at the terminal uh and you punch in some stuff you go to different planets and it tells you like the hazards and dangers you can kind of research on the terminal like what what aliens and stuff are there uh and then you just go out into the wild or into the factories or into the like any any of the places on the planets and you collect things useless um, junk yeah it's not just things it is big bolt garbage a jar a of stop pickles. sign a jar of big yeah 
really, really interesting stuff you pick up. Um, you have a carry limit, and also your stamina uh, takes longer to charge back, it seems, when you're carrying more. Um, and then you bring it back to the ship, and you meet the quota. Uh, and you have to meet the quota before uh, three days is up, or else you get launched out into space, because you suck and they're going to hire new space people. Astronauts, workers, employees, whoever you want to call them. Uh, the best parts of this game are the fact that there's proximity chat, and mm -hmm. it's very aware of what direction uh, the person's in. Uh, and there are various moments where aliens are just, or, you know, big spiders or, you know, something is coming after you. Uh, and then you hear somebody yelling, talking something, and then you just hear it go silent. <laughs> it's <laughs> because they have died. It, I, when, when we first downloaded this game, I thought it was going to be one of those games where you have to make your own fun. I was like, I mean, the the core loop seems pretty mm. lame. Yeah. And I thought we were going to have to do fun things in the game to make it fun. That is not the case. <laughs> it just gets so wild so fast. Uh, I think we have all come up with different roles that we can take on now. The very first time we played, it was just the four of us. We'd run into a factory, grab as much as we can and come out. It was poorly coordinated because nobody had a walkie-talkie. Only one person had a flashlight. And nobody really knew the like basic mechanics. Now we have somebody on the on the lit ship who's like watching the radar to check for both scary things and for things we can pick up. There's like keys and codes, and it's got a pretty good core loop. It sounds boring. You mean, like it purchase sounds... upgrades from the company that Some help bad. you explore better. Others mm -hmm. good. Yeah, there's one that's a teleporter that randomly teleports you somewhere on the planet the inverse and, teleporter yeah and it drops all your items though before you go so you can't take a walkie-talkie and yeah. of course you know the first or time i try to use this, this is i just say hey yolo i'm gonna go so we we push it and then you know it starts slowing up it teleports me immediately in front of me there's an alien so then i run directly to my right, open a door, slam the door behind me, turn around, there's another alien right in front of me. So then I run forward, run to the right, because that's the only like hallway there. But that door is closed, and it, it requires a code. I'm hoping that somebody's watching the monitor. <laughs> there's nobody watching, watching the, the monitor. Person. Oh my gosh, this is great. Caleb finally sees me like Getting trapped in the corner away. with, an, with mm -hmm. an alien, and he goes, gotta teleport Chad back, because we had the teleporter that teleports you back to the ship. And when he did that, my body's just on the ground. Mm. <laughs> the other thing it does a good job of is when you die, you all get put into a channel where you can talk to all the other dead people and you're nice. just watching people play, which I think is a great choice. Because yeah. if you just weren't in the game, not fun. Yeah. Not only are you watching people play, you can hear them talking to each other, which I think is a really good decision. Because if you were just watching them run around, it would be kind of boring. But when you start hearing like, Hey, I think Chad's dead. And then you're just like, you can't talk to them and tell them that yeah. you're dead. <laughs> there were multiple times where it was Caleb and Alex and Caleb had a walkie and be like, Alex, and it'd just be dead silence. <laughs> and then like 20 seconds later, yeah. Like, like you can <laughs> you can tell he's like hiding from something. Yeah. What? What? That's I think excellent. my my highlight of playing that game so far is Caleb, Aaron, and I all died. And so it was Alex alone inside of the giant factory by himself trying to navigate back to the ship yeah and it's like pitch dark and i have no flashlight like it's gary by himself and the ship just left when he got close because the time ran out yeah 
That's autopiloted <laughs> away. Left me on the planet. Man, it's, it's a fun, fun game. Yeah, it's it's very fun. I it's ten bucks too. It's like ten yeah. bucks. It's in early access at the moment. Mm. I I don't know how. I don't know how long it'll last. Yeah, being fun because it doesn't I, seem like, like there's that much though. more to it. Yeah, we've only we've been to three of the moons, and I think there's like six or something. So there's there's more to explore. There may be a story hidden in there. Let me explore the other ones. Maybe. I mean, I also feel like access, so they might not have developed any of the story out, fleshed it out yet. Right. Yeah, I'm guessing. I also feel like we haven't really gone too deep in any of the buildings mm-hmm. that we've gone into. So That's like, true. maybe if we got better equipment, we go deeper and we find even crazier stuff going on down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I mean, we, we can ha- survive, I mean, you get one hit, one shot by every. Animal. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. we've not picked up a gun yet, a stun yeah. gun. We have not picked up a jetpack. We haven't used the extendo ladder, which I there are guaranteed spots you can use that inside in the stairwells. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a fun game, and for ten bucks, whatever. I mean, it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a lot of fun for ten bucks. Yeah, it's good. So stuff. You got a group for it. Yeah. All right, Caleb. How about you? What have you been playing lately? Uh, I've been playing a game called Cobalt Core. It is a surprise, surprise, roguelike deck, bu- deck builder. What? Uh-huh. I know. I know. It? No, I did play it in the last, <laughs> uh, the last Steam Fest and really enjoyed it. So I picked it up when it came out. Uh, it's, it's effectively Slay the Spire, but mm. you play as a spaceship in one-on-one combat with a different spaceship mm. instead of uh, against multiple enemies. And you have like... Each, each time you leave, you can take three different people for your crew, and that determines what cards you can get. So there's like a guy who's all about putting drones out that'll shoot the other ship. And there's a guy who's all about like moving your ship around so you can avoid the cannon shots from the other ship and stuff like that. There's a guy who's all about like uh, overheating but doing a bunch of damage. So you got to like figure out your heat levels and keep them, keep them in a reasonable spot. And it's, uh, I've been having just a ton of fun with it. I think it expects you to beat the game 18 times to see the whole story. That's a lot. Which is a lot. Each run <laughs> is less than an hour. So, still yeah. 18 times playing through yeah. a game? Yeah. It's not terribly difficult. There's only like three regions and they're relatively short. So, it's not it's not too bad, but there are there are some higher difficulty levels that I'm getting to now that are making it very very tough. But really, really satisfying combat. I recommend checking it, checking it out. Cool. Ben, how about you? I've been playing a bunch of uh, a game called Kingdoms Reborn, which is a uh, so it's like a it's like a medieval city builder sort of, um, sort of like Banished if anybody's played that. Um, but I would liken it to like if you took a city builder and tried to add some like civilization into it. So it's got a uh, you start off in this uh, big randomly generated planet. You pick what part of the planet you want to start on. And there's other AI in the game or it's multiplayer. Um, So other players can do build their own city somewhere on that world. Um, So I've been playing it a bunch with Liz and a couple other friends of mine. Um, And there's a tech tree. So as you expand your city and you research more ways to uh, more like luxury goods and like you can upgrade your city, it's a newer stuff. And then eventually you gain the ability to like uh, interact with the other countries via trade routes or um, there's technically, so it's still in early access and they've recently introduced some uh, like combat aspects, but it's still pretty basic right now. They uh, mostly it's, 
you can like opt into doing the combat stuff. The default is still oh, like nice. just peaceful AI generally. That's a good um, way of doing it. But it's uh it's real fun. Um I've been enjoying it. It's it's very much a game where it starts out and you've like, okay, I've got a handle on things. And as you get bigger and bigger and more complex, you start going, oh, I did not plan for my city <laughs> to need this many things. And I need over here and over here. And it's uh like, I have not finished a game yet. I have probably played like at least like 15 runs so far where I just reach a point where I'm like, man, I am... I've just completely <laughs> lost the thread of this thing. I don't know what's going on in my country anymore. I'm going to restart and go get a little further this time now that I can plan a little better for future stuff. Um, it's real Is fun. there like uh, a end or are you just trying to progress as far as you can through? Uh, I don't know if there's... I'm going to be honest. So there is an end of the tech tree. I don't know if there's an actual win condition. So gotcha. I know they do... Um. So they keep track on the right. The score is kind of based on who's got the highest population. But then I, I finally, I've only recently progressed enough to the tech tree that I found there's some like buildings you can research and then build that are like one of a kind in the world. Kind of like World Wonders that specifically call out you gain a certain amount of victory points. Oh, which I was like, oh, oh uh, I didn't know victory points victory was a thing. Points. So, you know, <laughs> there's so, a victory condition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I'm guessing there's a point where it ends and then you count up victory points, I guess, but I haven't beaten it yet. So I'm not sure. Huh. Um, but it does, uh, it does multiplayer really good. Um, and, uh, you can, um, you can still see everybody's cities and stuff. So it's uh, been kind of fun to every once in a while. Uh, we like, you can pop over and like, look at other people's set towns and we've just sat on voice chat and be like, Oh, you got to set it a little differently for me. You know, this is what I did. Mm -hmm. Um, you just and... play in real time with each other. Uh, it is, yeah, so it's real time with a, uh, but it's got like a pause button or a fast forward time button. Um, mm. so anybody can, I think anybody can control the fast forward or pause buttons. Um, it does it for everybody. Yep. It pauses for the whole game for everybody. Huh. Um, I haven't really done, it doesn't have like a, the matchmaking system is mostly like you host like a, uh, you go on, you like post, like I'm hosting a game and then you can either yeah. have it public for people to join or private with a code and then only friends can join. I haven't done this any public like, games yet. It's like non-turn-based Civ. Kinda, yeah. It's basically non-turn-based Civ with a lot more focus on the actual city than the rest of the map. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you like real-time city builders with pause? Get out of here. He's about to recommend Ixion. Uh, oh, I actually, you know, it's really funny. You're um, going to get so much shit for this from everybody else, but Ixion is sitting on, Ixion is sitting on my wish list, actually. Yeah. Because you've talked about it enough. Oh, because so I literally, man. I think I was joking to Liz because I was sitting there the first time you mentioned it and you were talking about it. And I'm, I'm like driving the car while I'm listening to the podcast and I'm listening to everybody else shit on it. And I go and I pause it. I look at Liz and I'm like, is it a problem that it sounds like it's way up my alley? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really complicated city builder type game mm -hmm. with like... Mm, I think the problems you're making, Liz, listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually funny. She's She was uh, actually listening to it live over in the other room, which is very distracting because I can hear it. So I can just hear everything we're saying like on a two-second delay. <laughs> That's uh, funny. <laughs> Amazing. But, um, no, it is on my list, Aaron. Okay, good to know. Maybe someday I'll even play it. That's okay. That's okay. I'm a patient guy. I've been waiting on somebody else who either likes RTSs, city builders, something in that realm to just jump into the I, podcast uh, and, and agree with me on a game. No, I, I tried I, it, man. I tried it. Yeah, I, I know. do city I know. builders. <laughs> I uh, 
Haven't done RTSs in a long time. Used to be a big StarCraft guy, but not so much yeah. anymore. Nice. Um, Heck yeah. But Wait no, a second. I. Uh... Where were you when we did the game yeah, show last Yeah, when we did week? the game show last time, and StarCraft <laughs> 2 was one of the answers we couldn't fucking get. <laughs> but it's true. Like, what game did Blizzard make that year? I don't know. <laughs> Jake, on to you. On to me. Uh, so I, I haven't really played anything recently, so I'm just going to take this time to talk about a game that I played really a while ago. Uh, it's called Bone Razor Minions. Uh, I think this is kind of timely because this is going to be a really good game uh, next week when everyone's with their family at Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh. uh, it is, it's a um, Vampire Survivors-like. Ah. Uh, but rather than being like a little... <laughs> so what? Yeah. Is that what we're calling them? Vampire Survivors-like? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean... Survivor-likes. <laughs> it's a survive them up <laughs> uh, but but the main difference is so in Vampire Survivors you would get upgrades and like your character would like swing the sword or projectiles would shoot out from you. Instead, you basically build an army of minions, and like you can build like different types of minions. So you can get like oh I'm gonna get like art I'm gonna get an archer and then you can upgrade your archer or oh I'm gonna get a guy with a club. I'm gonna get a guy with a spear. I'm gonna get someone who shoots lightning. Someone who buffs all of my guys so they're faster. Someone who debuffs enemies so they take more damage. Um, and it's just, I've, I have found it really addicting. I could never get into Vampire Survivors. I don't know. It just, like, didn't click for me for whatever reason. But this one has just clicked for me in a big way. Is it, like, you just got, like, a ball of all these people that you're running around with? Yeah, you, you don't, they're AI controlled. They just go, they'll just do their thing. And you're, so you're basically, you're, it's almost like you're playing a bullet hell. Where Mm. you're just dodging around the screen trying not to get gooned. And they are just laying waste to stuff. Uh, around you like four bucks it is it's super cheap it is on sale right now for four dollars uh definitely recommend checking it out it also um it's got a little more personality to it than vampire survivors i thought vampire survivors was a little dry uh all of the characters have a lot of character like all the minions there's a type of character or type of minion rather called a a bone bro uh, and that's like a class of minion you can get. There's like demonic minions. Uh, the basic time type of minion is just called a boner. Nice. Uh, so that's great. How do you excellent. not love that? Whenever you excellent. beat a boss, you get an achievement saying you pounded it. Great. Just excellent. Just top tier <laughs> okay. gameplay, really. I'm gonna. Be, I messaged Aaron privately and I asked why this sounded like a porn title. And now that you're <laughs> that's why. Yes, that is why you got it. You absolutely got it uh it's 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 really really fun i would really recommend checking it out it's super cheap and i know at thanksgiving you're sitting around you're bored <laughs> well, that steam deck. yeah it's time to bone raise time to get them bones up you know <laughs> do that on that uh that uh <laughs> steam deck i'm about to buy yeah mm-hmm. see <laughs> yeah i'm selling it pretty cheap actually ben so you just <laughs> let me know yeah yeah i don't know i hear good things about the oleds mm, yep yeah. yep uh speaking of steam decks uh, i'll go next uh i whenever i travel down to florida i always um that is the time i use my steam deck on the plane while i'm there um i was looking for a metroidvania because that is almost exclusively what i play on my steam deck unless Mm -hmm. it's some indie title and weirdly enough we were just talking about this but humble bundle i was looking back through the guys the list (laughs) and i was like oh blasphemous that's been on my list for so long i'm gonna play this game i freaking love this game nice This it's is so Blasphemous freaky. 1, right? Blasphemous 1, yes. Okay, I had never played sure. it, um, but I, after reading a little bit about it and like the uh, the background, like the lore that they did the world building with, which is like 
Spanish Roman Catholicism kind of mixed in with some like weird, like Spanish culture components. The game is so wild when it comes to its storytelling. It reminds me like it feels um, a little bit Elden Ring esque. Like a soul's like just very impenetrable. Yeah, very difficult to parse. (laughs) Some things I understand, other things I'm like, I have no freaking clue what you are talking about right now, but it sounds so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I, lo- I, lo- I love the world in this game. I think the um, the gameplay mechanic loop is fun. There are some weird things I don't like about it, but it sounds like they fixed some of those in Blasphemous 2 primarily. Let like, me guess. Spikes are insta-death. Yeah. Spikes, big, big insta-death. Um, ed- edge grabbing, big issue mm, in yeah. original <laughs> Blasphemous because it's like very finicky. Um, but overall, freaking love this game. I'm pretty sure I'm at the end. I don't know exactly when the end happens, but I'm fighting the guy who's part of the miracle or did the miracles representative or something all the way at the top of the mountains. I think I have three bosses left. I think his the, name is, is the Mr. Blasph- Blasphemous. I was <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Blasphemous? Mm-hmm. Let's say, is he the Blasphemer? Mm-hmm. The blo- That's good, the Blasphemer. That's yeah. the secret boss. I don't I know. I, I have three three bosses left as far as I'm aware. I just found the big snake in the basement. That dude the is scary. Mm. I just found... Uh, I'd be scared of a snake in my basement, too. Please tell me his name is Big Snake. <laughs> I that would be so names, It's actually Bonehazer. Their names are impenetrable. Like you yeah, can't, if, Even if you tried remember. to remember. I know the name of the place is Cthonia. Custodia. Custodia. See, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> Uh, but Big Snake, I, uh, there's like a, you have all these like collections or a little, um, collect, why can I not think of the word I'm looking for? Collectibles. Collectibles. Collectibles thank you. Around the map and you gather those and you go into like a, sort of like a grave site with a bunch of bones. There's a girl, a, like a scythe lady down there that I'm fighting. She's pretty difficult. And then the final oh, boss, but scythe her name lady. is scythe lady. Yeah. It's probably scythe lady. <laughs> scythe Excellent lady, game. Big Snake. Why is she She rides Big Snake. She rides Big Snake. <laughs> scythe lady plus Big Snake. I, don't know I feel, if I feel like this up, but until November twenty first, it is seventy five percent off right now. Oh, nice! Ooh, hello. Is the second one on sale? Is it is not? Dang. Okay. Uh, the I first one like just came out. It yeah. did. Yeah. The first I feel one's like in the humble bundle. So maybe I should just play the second bundle. one at this point because I you don't feel like I'm going to getting into the first one. I'm Dude, just not going to go back to the first one. So I think. Freaking cool! Yeah, I loved it. It's I have so too good. many issues with that game. The instant death stuff, terrible. Feels bad every time. It does I, feel bad every time. I feel like there's it. so many screens where you have to wait for a cycle for something, and that's just not fun. Like, I, there's so many times where I feel like I'm just like waiting for something to happen so that I can continue. Man, I don't ever have that experience. Are you just not a good gamer? Yeah, have you like, thought about getting good? Maybe enemies that like require you. To just wait for a long time for something. I don't know. It's there's so much waiting. There's so much waiting I, in that game. I don't feel like and there's it, any waiting. It's and then if you get impatient and try Are to sure force it, played up, it <laughs> punishes you so hard. Wait, did I not have to be a programmer to go on this podcast? <laughs> no. Like room, like the rooms where there's like lava waterfalls or like the things tip over where the lava comes down, and it's just like cycles of that happening, and you're just like, all right, time to wait here for another. Four seconds. There is only one spot in the entire <laughs> game where the lava flows are, and there are no other mechanics like that that delay your movement, except for like there's so many enemies that have that like long games. attack patterns that you're like, all right, I'm not gonna get hit because I'm over here, but I'm just like waiting for you to finish so that I can go and hit you again. You can parry them. 
a lot there's so many things that you can press the parry button and it just doesn't work on what their what? Th their attack is what sure you're I've just not that. timing the parry no you can you also can... get a relic that extends the parry duration so you can hit pretty much any parry no problem yeah you can do that but i'm saying like it doesn't it doesn't like stun them like you'll block the damage but it doesn't actually like Oh, sure. It like you slides you across the floor. Yeah, it just of slides you them. back. So yeah. the, it's the same thing as just avoiding it. Dumb. Good game, it should, You're missing it out. should work on, <laughs> like, the tutorial's like, yeah, you should parry, and then it'll put them in a stun state, and then you can do, like, a big damage thing. And it's, like, not that many enemies that actually works on. There is not an indicator between the difference of a, like, parry into stun and a parry just to, like, prevent taking damage. Like, there's not, like, a, they're not flashing red before they hit with, like, the big attack that you can parry them on or something. I think you just no. have to learn the enemy types and their combat mechanics and figure out how to parry them that way. But, anyway. Great Too game. many collectibles that don't do anything. There? Most of the collectibles, I don't think, do anything. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, that's you'll find something, you're like, oh, finally I found something new. And it's like, oh, wait. It's just a lore collectible. Uh, listen, all of those they collectibles actually are... do one thing. Yeah, they all do something. Yeah, they do. They do one thing. Uh, the other thing I've been playing is a little Alan Wake Two. Um, I have been Sick. excited to play this game. It runs it. beautifully, actually. Mm. Um, I really? have not really had any issues with it. I'm running on my. I guess uh, I'm running with DLSS. I'm running ray tracing, kind of like middling tier, and I'm about seventy-five frames at. And it looks just fantastic. Um, Alex, do not play this game. Why? <laughs> it is so scary. Oh, I want to play it so though. They I never touch it. They have really leaned into the psychological horror. Um, first huh. of all, uh, if you've played the first Alan Wake, it's very much like an like an atmosphere thing that they tried to really do with like the dark and the light. Jake, you played I Alan Wake the original the recently. One. Um, this Alan Wake is very much like they took everything they learned with control and then inserted it into the Alan Wake storyline. And so all of the weird mechanics where you're like walking through a world and it's kind of like changing around you, all of that is in this game, just in a different way. It's not quite like control where you can see the world kind of like reshaping itself, but you'll go around a corner and it's like, I was just here and mm. I'm yet again, right in the exact, exact same spot. Um, the lighting in this game is like absolutely insane. Uh, the dark is so, so very dark and the bright light to protect yourself is just, I mean, it, it like, is like a spotlight way in the distance for you to run towards because their enemies are very difficult, very strong. They're like, some of them are sponges. They're so difficult to kill. Now, is that um, because you're on the hardest difficulty or? I am, I am actually not on the hardest difficulty. I read before I played this game that the hardest difficulty really just leans into running out of ammo. And I don't like playing ammo conservation games. I'd rather play something where I can kill enemies. Maybe have, like, scarce ammo, but I not... I hear that you're just not a gamer. <laughs> you literally can't do enough damage, even with headshots, to kill them with the amount of ammo that's available on the map. Now, that again, sounds like you got to find something better than a headshot. I don't know. That's, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Well, you can shoot their... You know, the, they did this in the original Alan Wake, but it kind of creates a mark when you shine the flashlight on them, like a, mm. a weak spot, essentially. Um, okay, so really awesome things about this game. It is like part FMV. That's an awesome part of That's the game. That's the awesome yes, part. Actually. First swing. Are you yes. sure? It is the coolest FMV implementation in a game I have ever seen. It is wild. Not what you would think, not how you would expect it. 
Um, fair market value? No. <laughs> um, I I don't know how I, I can't even explain it without ruining anything in the story, but it's just kind of a really cool way of implementing it. And I think other games should take from this and learn how to implement FMV in that specific way because it feels uh really, really tied to the story instead of just being like out of place. They're using the actual actors dressed in the in the way that they are in the game and portraying them FMV. And it's 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 mm. really neat. And they choose to when they choose to do it, it's like a really precise times, and I think it's it's very well executed. Um, this game you play as two protagonists instead of one, like in the original Alan Wake. You play as an FBI agent and you play as Alan Wake. Um, one of them is in like the real world and one of them is in the dark place. But the core mechanics are basically the same. The one thing I'll say about this game that's kind of weird is they, they constantly take you back to what they call the mind place. Do you remember that mechanic from Alan Wake 1, Jake? It is not in Alan Wake 1. I thought there was I'm a mechanic that, with a board. Oh, no, maybe it's no in the save points in Alan Wake 1. Is there not a board? I don't think there's a board at all in Alan mm. Wake 1. Not that you can interact with. It's been like so long. It's been 10 years since I played that game, so maybe <laughs> I'm just misremembering. But this one is like your pause menu essentially and you go into a room and there's all of the cases on the wall and you're like gathering clues and placing them on the wall with little pieces of yarn and then you're doing uh profiling for the people that you're interviewing you also have like all of your upgrades are in that space and other things you can interact with in kind of like this mind space it's while you're in game you pause and you go into your head space and you're like oh let me think through how the clues work the weird part about it is Half the clues are required to progress the story. You have to go into the mind space. You have to go up to the wall and you have to physically place clues from your deck of cards, essentially onto the wall before the story will actually progress. Otherwise you're just mindlessly walking around. Oh, mm. there's no like, objective. is it like very obvious when you get a clue? It's pretty obvious, but if it's not, eventually the character will be like, man, I should really go back to the mind place so I can look at the case board. <laughs> hmm. It's it's, I it's don't not know, like Atreus though, where he does that like the second you get a clue. No, it's not quite like that. Okay, it's not quite like that. That is. We should try the lever over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like Atreus. We just got here. I didn't even see the lever. <laughs> it's um, around oh, the damn. corner from us. What are you that's, talking about? That's in the real world. In the in the dark place, um, it's actually way more unique because the whole story revolves around kind of what the first one does, which is Alan Wake writing a story. Uh, that's the narrative part of the dark place. He's kind of like holding the darkness at bay. And uh, in this version, again, I, like I said, they took the control aspects and brought it in. What you're doing is you're actively writing the story as you're in it. So you can go back to the mind place and go look at your storyboard and then change components and the world will just change around you based on uh, new like clues that. you've discovered. And it's so cool. The transitions are very well done. It feels super creepy and also like... I don't know. It's just a wild place. Um, I I really like this game so far. I think I've played through six chapters. I'm about, I don't know, eight hours in. I think the whole game takes about 18 to beat. Hmm. Um, Yeah, but it's scary. Alex, do not play this game. I might. Don't play this Did game, you? Alex. Don't mess with me. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you're far enough for this to have mattered, but did you check out the Altered World events? Uh, DLC for control. I did not, but I watched okay. uh, like a here's what happened in Alan Wake one. Here's what gotcha. happened in the control DLC. Here's what happened okay. in the weird Alan Wake sequel that they did. That's not actually part of the canon. American nightmare. Yeah. That yeah. Movie. American nightmare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice no, I looked memory. into it. Cause I, well, I, I 
I'm really curious about this game. And so I did a little research and it seems like they're pulling in a lot of different stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, like Sam Lake, who's the main guy at Remedy, who's like the writer director mm-hmm. at Remedy, shows up in the game as a different character, but clearly is Max Payne, which is another game <laughs> Remedy made. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who hmm. the face of Max Payne is Sam Lake. Yeah. It's weird. I immediately noticed it because he's one of the FBI. I mean, he's like one of the first people you meet. He also, if if, if I'm not mistaken, he's not voiced by Sam Lake. He's voiced by a different guy who does the voice of Max Payne. (laughs) That actually makes sense because in the FMV scenes, it looks like their mouths are not Mm -hmm. on time with the words they're saying sometimes. And I was really confused. Yeah, I think it's because it's overdubbed intentionally okay. it's the wildest shit i've ever heard that's bizarre but it's so it's so interesting to me i've always wanted to really like remedy games but so far none of them have like clicked for me so i'm really hoping alan wake 2 is like i the one i think they're trying to combine all of the universes mm-hmm. um they're trying yeah. to com- combine this and control and quantum break yeah. uh, oh my god quantum break that's a deep yeah cut. <laughs> yeah well i mean a, a lot of the same actors pulled back into this game yeah. And mm-hmm. you can't really tell if they're just part of the game because they're part of this story or if they're part of the game because they're being pulled from an alternate reality and brought into this instance. Because a lot of this game is about, or it feels like it's kind of leaning you into things are being rewritten as you go. And so none of what you know is real. And all this new stuff, you have to figure out how to navigate. And you're in- encountering all of these other NPCs that seem familiar for other various reasons you've interacted with them in the past or they're from a different remedy game or something. So it, I really enjoy it. I is, I know you didn't like the first one, Jake, but I, I did not, but this one's very cool. Did you like control? I, I had kind of mixed feelings on control. Mm. It, it had a lot of cool ideas that I felt like they didn't capitalize on very well in control. Mm. Um, is the core kill? gameplay just like survival horror shooter kind of like Resident yes. Evil? It's uh, it's an yeah, it's an over-the-shoulder third-person survival horror, and you're like, you there is some like uh, inventory man, not inventory management, but inventory scarcity. I would say, mm-hmm. um, okay. they navigate that beautifully though, because the whole like the map constantly regenerating itself around you or changing shape. There's just constant spots for you to pick up more stuff if you need it. Yeah. So they, gotcha. they get around that by by just implementing that into the core gameplay, which I think is it's really smart. Um, but yeah, I, have you played the first one? No, I watched Jake play through it. Most okay. Of it. How uh, is the core gameplay very similar to Alan Wake one? It's been so long, I don't okay. know. <laughs> That's what I was afraid you were gonna say. Um, <laughs> it feels it feels uh, a lot like the recent Resident Evil games that I've played. That's what the core gameplay feels like, like RE seven. That's what okay. I feel like I'm I'm playing. Okay. So, I don't know. Big fan. Excellent game. It Glad will probably to hear be it. on Runs my well. game of the year list. I think it's that good. That good. Man. Yeah, so I do. I ain't going to make me go play it before yeah. I was going to say, it's if, nominated. It's the, if it's on the game of the year list, everybody has to play it, right? <laughs> no, not necessarily, but it's encouraged. I have to. Uh, okay, yeah, I was going to say, you just told Alex not to play it. Yeah, yeah, I still think said Alex it was so it. good Alex, it could be game of the year. Alex just needs to stream it. Mm, and yeah, then we need to watch him play Ex- it. Okay, Dude, on, well, that would I be would fun. watch you play this entire <laughs> game because I think it would be excellent to watch. Uh, God, there's so many just... Ah, yeah. Anyway, I'll, hopefully yeah, I might, if it I runs all right. It. 
if you are going to be scared, Alex. <laughs> it's so scary. There we go. That's how you can play it through Jake. Yeah, <laughs> live vicariously. It's it's funny because I avoid games by listening to whatever games you guys tell Alex not to play because I'm also <laughs> terrified of scary games. Uh, yeah, guys, stop I, making fun of me. I will tell you also, every time you launch this game, there's a photosensitivity warning that pops up on the screen because it is so often and so mm. jarring and so immediate. And you go from like pitch black to just blindingly white. Heck yeah. It's a lot. But it's an excellent game. I talked a lot about this game, but I, I, I really, really like it. So It sounds great. Just, yeah, I, I would say it's like the last real contender coming out this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of us were curious about it, at least. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited about it. Uh, Alex? Yeah. Um, it's roguelike season. <laughs> it's roguelike season. I <laughs> picked up Risk of Rain Returns, which is the remake of the original Risk of Rain. Uh, I've been playing that a bit. That game is so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> Tough game. Something, something, get good? No? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't even made it that far in a run because it's just so hard. It It is the original game, but they've added, like, a bunch of features that were in Risk of Rain 2. So, like, totems that were in the second game that weren't in the first or, like, a bunch of, like, survivors and monster types and stuff like that. So it's really comprehensive and, like the items and stuff like that that are in it. So it's, that's really cool. And you can also toggle if that stuff is on or off. So that's nice for people that want the classic experience. I don't know why mm. you want that. Yeah, it just seems better <laughs> uh, with all the new stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it ramps the difficulty really fast in the runs. I feel like it could be tweaked. I, I think one of the problems is like the maps are so big they're really big. It's hard to get it's hard to find enough items to be competitive fast enough. Mm. Cuz like you like moving around the maps takes a while just to like find stuff. Um but yeah, it's a it's a pretty good co-op experience. Um there's some stuff they didn't pull over from Risk Rain 2 that I really think they should have. Mainly the uh there's items in Risk Rain 2 where you can uh sell off specific items and print other items by buying them. Yeah. I don't have that at all in Risk Green Returns, it looks like. Is but it not? I assumed it would be in there at some point. We haven't run across a single one of either. And they're all over mm. the place in Risk Green too. It's it's almost like a like a run saver. You got a whole bunch of terrible items, but you have a way to still make it a useful <laughs> run. You can like That's... recycle recycle bad items into a, a good item. Yeah. I wish they had carried that over. Maybe they haven't. We just haven't seen one yet, but I would be surprised. That would yes. Yeah. I mean, we haven't played it a ton. Nah. I mean, two runs. It's hard to get positioning on people because, like, you have to... So if you're shooting a direction, you can't really dodge that effectively if you're also shooting. So you have to, like, stop attacking to run away, kind of. There's some um, some of the... Like the Huntress, you can like run and shoot at the same time. Like that's her special ability. Um, but most of the people, you have to like stop, make sure you turn your person, shoot back towards the group of enemies. They start to get too close. You got to run away again. Stop, turn, shoot. Um, and that can be hard to balance, I think. 
Mm-hmm. They they said that they are uh, releasing an update soon that's going to give independent independent horizontal aim. I think. Mm. I feel like that'll be. It'll feel so much better to play after yeah, that's in there for sure. So you can just make sure you're in because there's a lot of times too where I, where I feel like I've stopped and tried to turn but like the inputs didn't take. Yep, for sure. Yeah. I ran into that a lot as the, the main guy. I forget what it's called, but Yeah, just like the soldier dude. Yeah. I don't know. I want to unlock I, some of the weirder people in that. Like the cook, the chef. Yeah. See what he's about. I would say if you're a fan, if you really like the first Risk of Rain, this is just a better version of that. If you're trying to decide between this or Risk of Rain 2, I'd play Risk of Rain 2. Yeah, probably. Probably Risk of Rain 2. Is a Risk of Rain 2 a different perspective though? Yeah, it is. That's the first person one, right? It's 3D. Mm-hmm. But it is, yeah. This is like a 2D third. platformer. Yeah. Is it technically third person? I think it's third person. Uh, yeah, it's a third person okay. shooter. But it's, yeah. It's not as scrolly. I think it just feels a lot better. And they have some of those quality life things like the printers and the recyclers. Yeah. Do I don't know. Guys... Like traversal just seems better in that game. Yeah. Do you usually play these games co-op or single player? Co-op, Risk of usually. Rain. Usually co-op. Usually co-op. Yeah. Is the single player experience worth playing? Or is it really a multiplayer? Depends who you ask. I've yeah. played a bit of this new one by myself and it was okay. Um, well, that is a ringing endorsement. Wow, hang on. <laughs> I'm think, install it right I, now. I've, I've also just not had a ton of success with this one so far, so I don't know if I could say mm-hmm. that. Risk of Rain 2 I could play by myself and it's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, I personally have fun with those games if I'm in a party. Also, just like play with us though. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot I, more fun to play. I feel like I picked them up too late though. Like you guys already played, mastered them, and gave up on them, and then I, I mean, picked it up, and it was like, wow. Oh. If you were playing Risk Rain Two sometimes, they would be like, sure, yeah, huh, maybe. All right, yep. all right. Isn't that what happened with Remnant? And how do you guys play that all the time? I suppose. I guess that's fair. Let's say, hey, Jake, you do have another po- person who hasn't played it here. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Also, just... uh, Secret of the Storm will be coming out at some point for Risk Rain 2. We'll probably all be back into it again. Yeah. Love Secret of the Storm. God. The, the mysterious the DLC. storm's been bugging me. I'm like, what is, what's up with that guy? You've been wondering I don't, about that storm, huh? I don't think any of the environments have rain in that game. But there that's is pretty, risk. And risk that rain seems pretty too? risky. Yeah, surely they have. There's, rain. I don't think there's, there's any raining there's in either snow. game. I'm pretty sure there's raining. There's, there's, there's definitely snow. raining in the first game. <laughs> Is there? I don't think there's any. Yeah, rain. I'm no, sure. raining. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's raining. Anyway, on <laughs> the roguelike train, uh, RoboQuest hit 1.0. So a couple of us have been playing a bunch of RoboQuest. They have could've done. Could have been a group. Uh, yeah, I guess it could have been. There's three of us. That, that, that meets the requirement. <laughs> Other rules. Um, the, the group rules are at least three of us play it. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, the rules just came out today. Just now. <laughs> you make first. RoboQuest is a fast-paced first-person shooter roguelike that's max of two players. Um and it's kind of like a movement shooter almost like it's a, it's very like jumping around these arenas lightning fast dashing or uh sl- grinding on rails sliding double jumping everywhere a bit of a bullet hell at times yeah um so it's 
it turned it feels extremely fun to play and they have now completed like all the chapters and like features for the roguelike progression stuff so it's actually like it's a really compelling package now i think um there's all sorts of secrets to find and like upgrades that we're purchasing after runs and the gunplay just feels really good uh i still have a couple classes to unlock the classes all have unique abilities and melees i don't think i pick up a single gun where i'm just like i don't like this gun like (laughs) right every gun like i'll pick up a gun and i'll shoot it i'm like i don't know if i like this gun and i start using i'm like this gun's great like fine (laughs) There, yeah, there's been a surprising number of times where I've like tested a gun and be like, I don't know about this, and then I use it in combat, and I'm like, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> so uh, I highly recommend that game. Um, I did not know you guys have been playing it late- lately. I would have yeah. probably jumped in and played some. You can. It's really cool. We're not done. We're not no. done. Yeah, we're not done. So unfortunately, not yeah, unfortunately, only two players. So it's like Chad and I will be playing, and then Caleb will get on, and it's like, oh. Uh, <laughs> which is oh, the yeah. opposite of can't what play okay. with you. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, like Caleb and I have been in a run before, and then Chad gets on. And it's like, mm, can't even. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if there's four of us there, we could have two separate runs going. Uh, at that point, we just play Lethal Company. Probably sure is the problem there. <laughs> but I, I yeah, I think I want to play more of this. I think it's unfortunate that I played the alpha, beta, whatever you want to call it, because. Uh, like it reset your progression and uh, so uh before i was getting through like all the bosses like f- like i was basically just king of the world like conquering everything like going up in difficulties and now we're on standard and we can't even get like basically can't even get to the second boss uh and like alex and i did get to it and finally beat it like uh, by the freaking sliver of health that alex still had we had to play so carefully by the end of the run <laughs> yeah it wasn't a movement shooter anymore it was a uh let's peek cover around the corner shooter. yeah it was a cover based shooter come, at that point. <laughs> come back um but yeah it's just like it feels so let's say miserable like the very beginning of that game is like really a lot of fun then you start getting through the, the levels and it's just like, it's just a, a slogging and it's a grind and it just feels miserable. I'm sure once you unlock, you know, more unlocks uh, later on down, it starts to get easier again. Um, but like, we get, like to get, unlock the recon class, it was like, kill the second boss. And so I was like, all right, that should be easy. And that was like, <laughs> I was set on that. I was like, second boss, got to the second boss all the time, you know, in the last game. But there's definitely a difficulty spike in the, the second chapter so insane you That's kill the like first really boss high. so like we got to the first boss the first time we played through and i was like hey second boss is gonna be easy uh, where's the second boss we're on like the fifth level where's the second boss sixth level where's the second boss? eighth level where's the second boss mm-hmm. it's crazy uh mm-hmm. and then you get to the next like area chapter what whatever and it's just like bonkers like it's chaos I'm, I'm excited to you know keep upgrading and get those ranches Mm-hmm. and then I only, we haven't even really discovered what there's these like gems on secret levels that we're collecting and we haven't really discovered like what exactly they're for unless you and Caleb found out a little no. bit more it it tutorializes a little bit it just says that each one that you enable spawns more elite enemies throughout the run but then it's going to give you some sort of benefit in the final level yeah final if you level. Have it we on. haven't got there yet don't know what that means <laughs> 
and then uh, like the interface for it says it doesn't it doesn't know like what the benefit is because we haven't got there yet yeah cool which those secret levels were actually really cool like for for instance one of them was um just parkour and you had these orange balls that you grabbed and you just ran super fast through the level and alex and i did it probably 10 times because we got there with one second to spare at the, like the the door at first we were opening the door and we we're like yeah we're done but nope you're not done you actually have to defuse a bomb and so that <laughs> takes time so you have to get there with like eight seconds to spare it or else you're done and one or if one of us isn't at the door we can't open the door so we had to keep doing that because like either i would fail or alex would fail and it would just be both be like oh no <laughs> hate to see it caleb and i did it first try yeah, wow well, only because alex Hilt. said Definitely. We gotta go defuse the bomb because I would not have yeah. known and I would have died <laughs> or lost. It was trial and error because like there was a couple times that Chad and I made it into the room and I was like, "What? It's the timer still going? What?" <laughs> yeah. And then we made it into the room on the time that we actually beat it, and I hit the use key on the bomb, and I just tapped it, but mm-hmm. I saw the bar like kind of pop up and then go away, and I was like, "Wait a second. And then I held it down, and I was like, "Why do you have to hold it for so long?" And it was like one second left, and. <laughs> Oh my god! So good game, good game. <laughs> Brutal, fun. Last but not it least, is, Chad. Oh, it was ahead, released twenty twenty three, so it could be, oh. could be the game of the year list. And now I will talk about my games. You just say no, Caleb. I did shake my head. <laughs> you know what came out this year? There's no way. There's no yeah, way it makes right. that list. <laughs> All right. So something that also came out this year that I, I honestly don't believe I'm putting on my game of the year list is Ghost Runner Two. I was kind of disappointed in this game. Oh, it's. <laughs> It was stronger, really? but worse, in my opinion. Um, I, Alex put it very, like, he articulated it very well of basically everything that I thought. <laughs> and I, I don't know. It's like they added too much narrative to it, and they added too many sections that are, like, storialized. How, they, what did you, do you remember what you said? Yeah, so, like, the first game is, like it flows together very nicely you just it's like level after level after level this game they wanted to do this weird like home base thing so like every time you get to the end of like a section it pulls you back to the home base and then you have to like walk around this little home base area and talk to different characters and get story beats and like upgrade gear and it's like such a like pulled you out of the action moment like I don't know. The first game that just like flowed everything together. It was nonstop action. You just went straight through it, slicing dudes. And this, the, it feels like they're stopping you every two seconds in this game to like, right? And like the story in the more. first one was like, as you're going through, you, you know, you're you're a freaking ghost runner. You're Jack, right? So you're just like, without even batting an eye, skipping a beat, you're just replying while you're jumping off walls, slicing dudes, just talking to whoever's talking to you. And that's how the story was told to you. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, this is Ghost Runner. Like, I'm just freaking speed running this thing. And then Ghost Runner 2, the, the point at which I really was like, I don't know if I can play the rest of this game. I think I've gotten 80 to 90% of the, the, part, the way through. Um, there's a section of the game where you get to a tower. And this is spoilers, but I'm, I have to say this to where I can like actually get this off my chest. You get to a tower, and it's like the road's blocked. And so there's three different loca- four, three, three or four different locations that you have to go to. And I was so lost trying to get to each location. And I was like, this is not how Ghost Runner was at all. 
Like mm. it was the ghost turn is really linear. It was very yeah. like I jump off of this wall. I am facing towards the pole sticking out. I'm going to grab onto that, launch myself at a jump pad. I'm going to grapple to that wall. I'm going to run along it. And guess what? Another pole sticking out of the wall. I'm going to do that. There's a hole in the wall I'm about to go through. I know that because it's partially broken and it's orange. So let me smack that, slide down this thing. And now I'm like at a boss and I'm going around a room in a circle while killing the boss. This game, I haven't felt any portion where I'm like, yeah, this is flowing very nicely. And like, I'm, I could picture myself going back through to try to speed run it like because i did with ghost runners i actually tried to perfect some of the levels and actually go through them and um the non-linear sections of the first game were just combat arenas right so like you can choose how to approach like who to kill first and what order that sort of thing but mostly it was a linear game this one i've already hit a section i'm not that far in and i've already hit a section like you're talking about where it's like a big kind of open area that has a bunch of different directions that you could travel that you kind of have to figure out which one you have to take first to like activate a lever or like flip a switch or something that opens up another section or like turns off a trap. And it's kind of confusing on where you need to go. Hmm. It's kind of like they added puzzles that, cause I feel like there were puzzles in the first one, but they added puzzles that were to the, not to the benefit of the speedrunning aspect. Yeah, to the detriment of... <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. The detriment of... <laughs> to the, the Not flow. to the benefit. <laughs> to, the, <laughs> to the flow of uh, Ghost Runners. It, like, they're like progression stopping. Like they're, they're required for progression rather than being like bonus. Right. You take mm-hmm. like Neon White, for, for instance, which is a major game that I was like trying to speedrun. And you have the start of the level there's the middle where you know you figure out like different ways to go about it uh and then there's you know you get to the end and you're like okay i could do better though and then you go back and you actually find in the puzzle that like okay if i hit this card this way uh i'll get this card and be able to do you know uh this double jump at this location to where i can actually get better you know like you you figure out that puzzle but it's always flowing nicely to the end uh mm-hmm. this is just like i'm i'm now standing still looking in a circle that's not ghost runner to me ghost runner is i am running full speed through a level i will figure out where to go i will die maybe but then i'll be like oh i i should have gone to the left instead um so yeah I, i'll probably try to pick it up and finish it but i mean i don't know i'm not i wasn't impressed the critics gave it like i don't know tens and i was like eh. mm-hmm I also tried to start this at the 24 hour stream and Chad's reality portion. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, while I was on stream, people like I had, you know, people chatting with me. And so like, I didn't want to sit there and read the dialogue, like have them talk. I was like, I just want to get to the action. Like I want to, so I like skipped a lot of the beginning dialogue because I was like, get like, this isn't what I'm used to. Um, and another thing that I noticed was it seems like they do have that like ghost runner, like, very linear uh fast paced levels but they're in a uh, simulation mode which is kind of like pseudo infinite levels um essentially uh you have this like grid laid out in front of you uh where you can select which way to like which node to go to and once you click the node uh it gives you like two more paths to go to and you have to play the level it's either parkour or an arena um and you get like health or um, you basically have a health pool through the whole thing. 
Um, and it's like the first stage is like you have to get through seven levels of each whatever node you, you pick to, to go through the path. Um, and then you get like card upgrades. And then you can get to the second uh, stage, which once again, you still have the same health pool. Now you have to go through like seven more levels, which I, I haven't gotten to past the second uh, stage yet. But it seems like those maps are better designed. So I think they they kind of put their time and energy towards those and then their time and energy towards narration. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. Not quite what it should have been. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't feel like the sequel you were looking for. It feels like they tried to do too many new things instead of just innovating on what they'd already done. Yeah. Because I was That's just like, let's just, do, let's just do Ghost Runner but better. And it yeah. wasn't Ghost Runner but better. Ghost Runner, Ghost Runner but worse. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Must have been hard for you, Chad. (laughs) It's difficult. So, Modern Warfare 3, I, you know. Which one? Like, two podcasts ago said that I was probably going to buy this, and, you know. Giggle from Jake. They still selling that game? I I bought it. I played through the campaign. On realism? I mean, yeah. No, well, they didn't have realism. It was veteran. It's not Mm. Activision... Infinity War, Blizzard. that's true. Yeah, that's right. Treyarch, Sledgehammer, some... I don't know. Let me name all of the companies. Yeah, so many names. One of them will be right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the CD Project Red on the GameCube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 2010. Um, <laughs> the campaign was very short. It was it was pretty. I, I had fun with it, but I can I can understand why people were upset with it. Um, although I do enjoy maybe if they did a longer, more action-packed campaign. I really enjoyed the open map levels that they did create, uh, which people ha- have been saying that they're a cop out. Uh, and it's basically like we were at Verdansk at one point, ver- like straight up at the stadium. Um, and it was just like open map. You could just explore wherever you find your own path. And now this is a game that kind of benefits from finding your own path. I kind of felt like I was uh, may- maybe because I enjoy um, like stealth missions and like, uh, Splinter Cell, Deus Ex, or uh, Cyberpunk. I I really enjoyed trying to stealth the entire mission, and I think a lot of people didn't, and they just had wave after wave of after wave of enemies coming at them. Uh, but basically, you have like objectives that you have to hit. Uh, you can find your own path to get there. Um, but you're basically in this like just kind of sandbox, just kind of, you know, tiny sandbox that you can just kind of explore around and and go through. And then there are some. Uh, linear maps that you can play through. So, um, like I said, it was short. Multiplayer. It's Modern Warfare 2, but better. Um, <laughs> Better's a good thing. Yeah, the I movement's like better, better. The visual recoil is less. Uh, it's it's just improved. I don't know if we needed a $70 price tag to improve it, mm-hmm. but $70. You know. Wow. Yeah. But there's all sorts of rumors that this was originally supposed to be an expansion for the last game, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. It was supposed to be an expansion. Well, first of all, pretty sure they wanted to make advanced warfare and Activision said, no, 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 no. You're <laughs> making a modern warfare three. Here's your storyline. And that's what you're going to do. And so they had to like turn on a dime and pump this game out. I think it's it 16 months that they did uh, to, yeah, to get this game out the door. Incredible. When it, it's usually what like a two-year cycle that they usually 
I think they expanded to a three-year cycle because they brought yeah. in more studios so they could have longer yeah. dev cycles on them. It's, it's crazy. Um, I, I will say that looking through the game modes, playing the multiplayer, playing the maps, uh, I actually tried the zombies, which it is definitely not your normal round-based zombies, but it's if you liked DMZ and you hated versing other people, this is your mode. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it, it has all the objectives from from DMZ. There's just twists on them. Um, there's a pack a punch machine. There's the double points that get dropped, nukes that gets gets dropped. But you only have like a half an hour to play in the map, uh, and then you have to extract, just like DMZ. So that, I think that's a that's very cool. interesting choice. Uh, you're su- there's on the map. There's different uh, colored zones. It's like the gray on the outside, then it turns to orange, and it turns to red. So it's tier one, tier two, tier three. Once you get to tier three, uh, I've I've run in there one or two times, and I have dumped mags into enemies, and they are not dying. Um, mm-hmm. so definitely need some like upgrades, uh, perks. You know, pa- get some pack of punch guns. I, I don't know, maybe three or four times. Uh, so that's that's cool. It's really cool to use it as a um, like gun leveler or just leveler in, in general because all your guns get experience for killing zombies and you also nice. level up for killing zombies. So if you really that's don't cool. want to be in the multiplayer before you've unlocked the quote-unquote meta guns, then you can just sit in zombies, which is that's honestly nice. really nice. Uh, I've done that a couple times where I've like not really wanted to play a uh, you know, competitive game. I've just launched... Uh, Modern Modern War Z, what that you know is what we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got startled the other night because I didn't realize that there was a proxy chat like DMZ, and mm-hmm. somebody was like, "Hey, I'll get out of the helicopter." I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I like I said, I think the um, the zombies is good. It's not it's not the best zombies that's ever been out, but it's pretty decent overall. What's I'm the not, best zombies? The best zombies is uh, Black Ops 2. Black Ops Heck 2. Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah. Black Ops 2, best zombies. Um, I'm not really sure why there's a narrative other than the fact that this is, like we said, uh, DLC uh, on why this is the worst Call of Duty that's ever been created because Vanguard exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I think if, I think if this was like not, Warzone 2, but better people would have a better um they would accept this more. Uh it it really is if this came out and Modern Warfare 2 didn't exist, I think this would be one of the greatest colleges out right now. Um I think they would overlook uh the faults of Vanguard, overlook the faults of Cold War. Um we would have a really good Call of Duty. But because of the fact that this is literally what we were asking for in Modern Warfare 2. And they're releasing it for $70, and it just looks like greed. And uh, like, I get it. I get why people are giving this a bad review. Yeah. Um, I wonder how people are going to review Warzone. What is this going to be 3.0, but it's still just going to be Warzone? What, whenever that releases in December? December 5th, right? Yeah. So, interested to see all the changes there. Uh, moving on to the last game so that we can. What has it been like? Three hours. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> close up this podcast. Two forty. I people will be interested in hearing this. Played Invincibles presents Adam Eve, which is visual a novel? visual novel. Mm. Oh, 
Let's see. Now, Who are you becoming? <laughs> you spent two hundred and thirty some hours in Baldur's Gate, and now you're you're playing a visual novel. Well, listen. First of all, it's Invincibles, so obviously I had to <laughs> check out and see what's crap's going on here. Secondly, yeah, yeah. it's Adam Eve, which like if you watch the special, like she's for for cool. Uh, weird. When I first read this, I was like, "That's just the show, yeah." That's what I thought I too. I was like, "Why does he have it in the What have you been playing lately?" Because oh, it's even actually... like worded the same way. <laughs> That's yeah, so funny. So the reason I uh, played this is because I noticed uh, it's free in Prime Gaming right now. Um, oh. So you grab it and you can, uh, we already talked about Epic Games. Uh, you can redeem it in Epic Games for free. So, you know, less profits for them. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so it's a really cool, interesting game. I literally feel like I'm just reading a comic. Um, they, the way that they have it kind of laid out is just like comic panels. Uh, the combat is worse turn-based Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's like a skill tree that you can level up, and uh, it's it's really interesting. There's different like sections of the map you can choose to go to when when it comes like pulls it out. And it's like, all right, where are we going next? But yeah, it, I think it's a uh, once a I'll, I'll bring you the review once I finish it. But, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's 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 pretty fun so far. Okay. I mean, if it's anything like the show, it's probably going to be a freaking solid game. Yeah. That yeah. show's so good. Yeah, that show's so good. It's excellent. good. Anyway, I think that's, that's all so we have. Uh, we have wrapped up on what you've been playing lately. That is, you're right. That is, we are approaching three hours. Look at us go. I'm I think proud. Like 40 Granted. minutes of it was it, the uh, yeah, game Yeah, the game show. took like 45. It doesn't. But... <laughs> so yeah. last, time, last time we did this, I basically took that out and made its own video of it. And then the mm-hmm. podcast is is only like an hour and, or it's just a little over two hours, like two wow, hours and five so minutes. So we need to keep going is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody else have any more content? <laughs> yeah, I can probably think of something. Let me, let me think about it. Ah, it's all right. Hey, Aaron, tell me more about Ixion. Oh, oh that's I could talk about the Roadhog rework. Oh my oh, gosh. Nice. Why are you guys Never like mind, this? let's do the Ixion thing. We gotta go yeah. before I start talking about Ixion or the hog. No, no, we gotta do it. Alright, see you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Caleb Juno, Ben Diaz, and Jake John Fitterkyle. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. You can also check out our new series, The Discordant Signal, a multi-arc Starfinder adventure, live on Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m. and then out on YouTube and whatever podcasting app you are using at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.